Hi folks, I'm Alan Watt and this is Cuttings with Matrix on the 13th of September 2020. Now before I get started, and I forget of course as time goes on, and these are long talks, uh, just remind you to go to cuttingthroughthematrix.com and find out how to send me a few bucks my way. And that'll keep me going hopefully, because as I say, this is full time. Full time, really. There's not much time to do with anything else when you reinvestigate all the stuff that's going on. And I have to remind people because they get lost in the, in the talks as well, as I do, <laughs> because they're long and people forget. But by the end of it, just send me a few bucks. So remember, um, I'm still here because of you. And it's, if you want to get the information, just feed me a few dollars here and there. Cutting through the matrix.com. Thank you. And as always, I hope you're all hanging in there during our trials and tribulations that are pretty well endless, aren't they? And, of course, a lot of them are manufactured by the powers that be, especially in this day and age, because big changes have to happen uh, really rapidly to to get a a massive agenda, a well-publicized and published agenda through that took them years to work on. And uh, and who's they? Well, you, you know who a lot of them are, the, the guys who implement them, the front people who talk on behalf of them, all the different organizations that work with the United Nations, with the Council on Foreign Relations, Royal Institute for International Affairs, and the Asian Pacific Partnership Group, too, which is also part of the same group as Britain and everywhere else. Because they have names for different areas in different parts of the world, but it's all the same one group, a very old group. And they also work circles within circles, as I've mentioned before. And quickly talked about that too. There are certain ones that are high profile, uh, can, can mix with the other circles, you see. And that way uh, you, you can really keep information to, to the minimum uh, spread amongst the public by having particular circles to begin with and then people who are involved with maybe two or three of the circles of groups uh, keep keep it pretty well mum so only their own circle knows what they're intended to know it's intended that they know and nothing else that's how it really works and uh, we also again it's a different reality a completely different reality and the more you get into say um Anthropology anthropology was hijacked a long time ago. It was actually started up by those that, that wanted to, to prove eugenics worked, you see. And, and uh, they sent people across the whole planet to measure folks' skulls and their bodies and, and study them. And, and they went to little tribes and, and watched what they did here and there and all the rest of it. But the whole idea, and even use them too, and I, I mentioned it years ago when... The U.S. and Britain went into Iraq. They they, self, they actually softened up uh, the people to an extent by using anthropologists they sent in before and with the army later to guide the army on how to terrorize the public. That because each each and each culture has particular terrors, you know, and so they knew what to do to torture them. The things that were really really taboo that would frighten them. And um, and they used them in Iraq. Of course, you saw a lot of that coming out from the prison camps that they had there. So, uh, yeah, these were all, uh, they were helped by, again, professional people are awfully good at earning lots of money and working against the general population and the welfare of the planet. Uh, that's a problem with across the board, isn't it? And um, we're going to an agenda, as I say, that has to be completed. A, a good part of it has to be completed 
uh, this century, and preferably in the first half of this century that they're working on right now. So all that you've been softened up with for about oh, 50, 60, 70 years for environmentalism and all of that, and too many popul- of the populations of the world existing, uh, population reduction, it's all to be really worked out to, uh, to a really workable program of managing the population as it dwindles and dwindles and dwindles by design up to about the year 2050 and then, and then into the next phase thereon. The elite have us almost farmed. I've always said this, like, like Charles Fortis said it too. Because we're bred up when we need big amounts of people for wars, major wars. And these weren't just wars of countries saber-rattling against other countries. These wars had other intentions. You never get the real truth to do with any war, ever, ever. Uh, like the CIA is an example. You get the people who worship things like the, the movies and the CIA or MI6, they have no idea of what really intelligence services are about. The people who work and who operate in the different countries often don't know themselves. That's how tight and compartmentalized everything is in, this, in the reality of, of the system that runs the world. If soldiers really knew why they'd been used for the last hundred years, uh, they wouldn't be at World War One or Two. There's no way it would have happened. Because the people had no idea of the real intentions of it. But people above them certainly did. And very private secretive organizations or semi-secret organizations certainly knew that, and, 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 that by in, incredible archives of information of the study of, of populations across the world, even then, they knew exactly where it would, they could take the world. And, and then you have a gangster operation working amongst them too that controls the money supply of the planet that believe that they, have, they literally have the right to rule it, you know. It's quite amazing, and that, that was touched on this week with other groups and, and newscasters and so on, and the mega group, of course. And Epstein was, was on a lower level with that too, but the guys above him that are mentioned certainly are all part of it, and they also work with the World Bank, if, if not directly own it. <laughs> uh, that's power for you, amazing power. But they've always been into population reduction for those who don't quite get it. And... Uh, they aren't the biggest white-collar criminals on the planet. But for themselves, they don't believe they're criminals. They have the right to do what they're doing. It's always for a good cause, you understand. And that's how things are, are done in this day and age. Lying to the public, that the noble lies, the peanut group also used it, that telling the people that a noble lie, you know. Uh, it was worth it. It had to be done for, for the good of all, you understand. And with the COVID idea that they hit on eventually, and obviously worked on for quite a few years, we have to, we definitely have the, all the evidence of it working up to the present day. Uh, that was sitting, waiting to be used, because the last um, climate change accord kind of fell flat. They admitted they didn't have the public support to implement the same agenda that COVID's bringing across here and fulfilling for them. And they said they'd have to do more drastic things to make the people do basically conform and do what they're told <laughs> and stop consuming a post-consumerist society where you where you, you live to, to buy and, and purchase and consume. Uh, that had to be done away with. Well, welcome to COVID, and that's that's the whole thing. It's interesting. This, this, this weekend I was thinking about it because I was asked to go on different uh, 
shows uh, leading up to 9-11, the anniversary again. And I, I honestly didn't have time. I had so much to do here. And, um, and it was, it's been raining here, like floodgates opened. This is what's generally, what they do generally. They, they bring the, the, the water up through San Francisco. They bypass a good part of California. They, they, they kind of divert the water and the air and, and the jet stream right up across the Great Lakes up to where I am. And we get downpours here, but you get nothing down in San Francisco or California area or the West Coast. That's, that's been done before. And uh, it's always had a few of us scratching our heads how it can be done so so easily and, uh, and efficiently. But is anything really impossible in this day and age, especially when the public and their geoengineering uh, reports of what they could do if they ever wanted to do it, and they admit all this stuff, if they ever wanted to use it, right? And then they call you a, a conspiracy theorist if you actually quote their publications where they, again, say that, that they know it works if they wanted to do it, right? So you're living through amazing times with science at the top, and science is the big magician, of course, that's uh, the closest thing is Arthur. C. Clarke once said, he said that, that uh, primitive people, now you, you're primitive whether you know it or not. Uh, if you, and you understand, they, they say that you are primitive. You, you say, well, that's not true. My, my great-grandparents might have been more primitive than me because they didn't have electricity and blah, blah, blah. No, no, no. <laughs> it's all to do with reality. And Bertrand Russell said it, as I've mentioned many times before, in his Impact of Science and Society and other books on science. And he said, he says, eventually, he says, they lead with, with particular specialized, authorized breeding programs, which they've been into for an awful long time, will become a separate species from the rest of the population. But their children, you see, will be raised in reality of who runs the world, why they run it this way, what wars are for, what was meant to be accomplished, and how you must always lie to the public, and even train the public to be naive, to believe the system that you have given them is all real. This is all admitted to. And you're living through the greatest examples of it that's ever existed. It's just right out in your face now. And the same, t- again, back to 9-11 too, I didn't have time to go on these, these shows, and it's a shame because... I went through 9-11, the whole, the whole period of it, watching intensely and studying it and so on. And uh, I knew before it was going to happen that something was going to happen. A lot of us did. Because, again, in Canada, Canada passed an omnibus crime bill, which the journalists at the time were amazed with. At that time, the journalists could actually see the, the occasional truth to the public. And they said, well, what is this, this omnibus crime bill that Alan Rock had pushed through single-handedly? And... Uh, it was a, a, a complete um, terrorist bill, you know, war on terrorism and domestic um, imprisonment without trial, etc., under different charges. And that's what they said at the time. That's just what it is, under the guise of, a, of an omnibus, just an omnibus crime bill. And at that time, most of were saying, well, nothing much is happening. Canada's fairly laid back at the time. What, what's it going to do with us? Well, you know, three years later, they hit the towers, eh? And it all came into place. I mentioned before, about the same time as that bill came through, they brought out the black uniforms for the cops to look like like stormtroopers, you know, dressed them like military stormtroopers. And uh, and across the world at the same time. This is all planned. You're living through an agenda. And again, the PNAC group, the Project for New American Century group that Bushes uh, belong to, both Bushes, 
and, and really deeply too <laughs> with her business ties and so on. But they, uh, they, they came out with a list of countries who wanted to be taken out. And then when the Bush Jr. got into to office, then uh, bingo, they got their little wish, the, the Pearl Harbor event, which they said they would need to get the American public on board and give them support for a war across the world, mainly across the Middle East and Asia. So, and even into the Med eventually, by the way, <laughs> quite a list that they published, and they've accomplished quite a lot of it. So you're living through amazing, amazing agendas with the richest folk in the world behind it. Uh, I really think the most folk today in any capacity at all of, of authority over the public on a higher level are all on the payroll, you know, from the same group, uh, dedicated to serving it. You see it with lots of them in the, in the U.S. military. I'm sure that every other military is the same. The Greece are pams, and they're brought in and elevated up into, into other areas of prosperity and uh, so on. And, and they're, they're willing. They go along with it all because this is the, the culture that, that we're in today. It doesn't have a unified culture of belonging to a nation anymore, from, from, except for the general population, what's left of it. They generally confuse themselves. Well, what is their country now? That's all intentional, because you, you've been under an attack for a long, long time psychologically, and you don't even know it. The children today are in the streets rioting because they've been trained to hate you by the teachers. And the teachers are all on board with it because they get their palms greased too at the top. And it's the same with university professors. The professors who are out there, by the way, in the streets advocating murder, basically. It's known who they all are. This is not accidental. And you'll see the leaders of them. It's mainly white kids. You know, some of them aren't just kids. Some of them are in their twenties, up to thirty. You got some of them are mercenaries. Some have been over uh, storming uh, Syria for quite a few years. The, the really older ones have been mercenaries when they were attacking um, Iraq and then up into into Libya. The intelligence agencies paying organizing. It's the same. You saw them going through the Middle East and into Asia and into Syria, and they've been burning. Uh, Cities, same strategies, taking down religious monuments and destroying them, and destroying churches. Same thing. This isn't accidental, (laughs) for those who don't quite get it. You're meant to be focused on your immediate surroundings to stop seeing the big picture. And it is a big picture, because it's well-financed, it's planned by a world authority, a cabal that's ruled the world for an awful long time, a cabal that, that boasts about bringing through world wars to make it all happen, step by step. And uh, many of them are known, you know, many, even those ones, I'm sure there's, there's higher ones above them, because the ones that you, you know are known uh, are still workers to an extent, they're worker bees. And the ones at the top don't do work, they just suggest here and there, and big panels and committees just jump in the action to make it, to make it so, as they say. And that's how the world's been run for a long time. But so we live now such a corrupt system and that uh, the neuroscientists, the psychologists, everybody's on board with this of, of manipulating the public's mentality physically in many, many different ways. Right down to, to the art of creating your opinions is such a, a precise, perfected art. It's very efficient, very quick and simple now, the way it's put across. 
And I might touch on some of that tonight if there's time. But there's no doubt, by the way. <laughs> I was looking at a, a documentary that someone sent me on a driver. Cause I, my, by the way, I get really hammered by my set. They go for your servers now. If you speak out against COVID, your server will, will, will throttle you until you have no speed at all. And that's what I've got with my satellite service. Here. Even though they're taking money from the government as well, by the way. <laughs> and and I'm, get, I'm paying through the nose for it too. Uh, they're throttling me. Uh, the only time I can get any speed at all is the middle of the night for, for maybe two or three hours and that's it. Uh, but this is all deliberate. And of course, it, it's all done with plausible deniability. Well, it could be equipment. No, I've been through all that for years with them before. And I've gone around all the circles and spent hours and hours and hours on the phones just wasting my time. This is what they do. But right now, the pressure's really on. Because, I mean, dial-up speed would be a bit faster, actually. Uh, than what I'm getting for, for a satellite to $110, $120 a month. That's what they do, folks. You're not living in a decent, you know, above-board uh, world. It's a disgusting system you, you live under. And the same system that, that does dirty tricks like that, in other countries, they just kill people. I hope you understand. The same groups, right? That's what really happens. And their own countries at the moment, they've got to play it. They don't want everybody, really, really, they don't want the rioters eventually seeing the real people they should be targeting. Uh, they must keep you do, just doing the communist burning and, and torching uh, crusade right now, because that's part of the communist manifesto. That's their techniques, is burn. Wherever you see burn the clenched fist, it's the same groups. I meant for, that's for the followers, but the ones that say that lead them all, they've been across doing the same thing, working with the different rioters in other countries, and going through Syria, burning down villages and killing people and all the rest of it. They have the same, the same leaders. They're well-versed in what they're doing, and they travel from country to country to where they're told to go. They've been doing this since the globalization meetings back in the 90s and onwards, same groups. So, yeah, nothing's happenstance. The followers never really know what they're about. And youngsters literally think they're on some kind of crusade to change the world by burning everything down. What dumbos, eh? Huh? What are they going to live in down the, down the road if there's nothing left? And then, then the elites who really want all this to happen are, are directing it and funding the leaders. And by the way, the leaders even have pension plans for them. Huh? Did the followers not? <laughs> they don't even think about that. But they, the leaders have pension plans put out by the big foundations. And uh, they won't be touched, of course. Le- the leaders won't be touched. If they start going for the leaders, the real leaders, huh? uh, uh, that are in the, even in the streets, on top of that, that level of leadership, uh, the ones who are in the pension plans, newer mercenaries and working with intelligence, it would all fall apart. So they won't, they'll leave them alone, but the followers will get picked up and charged for different things. It's all already happening, in fact. And this is what you do. You, you let them loose in the streets when you want to shake up and terrify the public in preparation for them to just stand down and give up. It's all psychological warfare, you see. And it's the same technique they've done since the 1800s to the present day, you know. You saw it across mainly Russia, and the Russia, it became the Russian bloc countries. Same techniques used then. Exactly, actually. But getting back to where we are, where we are today with uh, the Post-Consumer Society and all of them, the World Wildlife Fund, uh, the Sierra Club, all the different groups that Prince Philip is, it was the titular head of, who attended a lot of their meetings, mind you, 
and was quite vocal about it. The whole idea is to cull down the populations of humans in the world. The same as I said with, with before with the big group at the top, um, that mega group who were behind the funding and the, and the real big, big mafia. I think, I think Whitley Webb touched on that too, to an extent. And um, some evangelists did it as well, or, or, or Christian organizations who followed it. Never knock the Christian organizations because they've been watching this for years, a lot of them. <laughs> and the ones that are left, who are not on the payroll now, um, are up on a lot of the, of the things that have been happening in this world. So don't knock it. Most folk get lulled to sleep or given good excuses that they fall for and it puts them off the, off the scent. But you can actually follow the trace of this for many, many years, what's been going on. And getting back to what I said already, 9-11 was the start of the big push for it. It was a massive symbolic gesture. Massive, you know. It was meant to shock the world. And it is. The way it was, you had mind-bombing and and psychic overdrive, basically. Psychic driving, they call it, with MKUltra idea. Where they see the same towers going every every minute, just going down, 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 down. Planes sitting down, down, down. They went on for quite a few days in different stations. That's pure psychic driving. Imprinting in the brains that the actual event. To overwhelm any rational thinking of who really could have done this. That was the point of it. And it's quite extraordinary, too, because at the time after, maybe the same week, I did, I did, a, I did a, well, at the night, I did a talk that night, but in the same week I did another talk, when it came out from, I think it was Canada, uh, one of the, the news companies in Canada, when they had a little, a little bit of honesty back then, a little bit, not much, but they did mention, they could give you a bit of honesty when there's another country involved and it wasn't them, but they did admit that... Um, George Bush Sr. was in New York that time meeting with the heads of the Ben Laden family on a business deal. Because, you see, they, their, their business, one of their businesses, perhaps the oil fields that they had in Kuwait and so on, but one of their businesses was literally creating indestructible bomb-proof towers. That's a, that's a fact, folks. And they had been given the contract to repair those towers in the 90s when they tried the, the bombing and the ba- starting with the basement back then. And I often wondered after, I thought, did those guys get the contracts and go all through the, 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 the systems there of air conditioning and so on, different ducting, all up right to the very top, and plant anything for the future, perhaps? You, know? you mean, there's speculation, but you... There's no doubt about it. The folk who watched those towers going down floor by floor, boom, 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 boom. It was perfect detonation, you know, and demolition. Perfect military um, detonations floor by floor. And, and then they fell into their own footprints. That doesn't happen. The way, the way they, nobody believes it today. I don't, most folk never believed it even then. But the, again, the psychic driving uh, let its imprint in everybody's brains. And it gave them the justification for the pre-planned wars that I mentioned. The peanut group had the list of countries in the 90s drawn up. They wanted to invade and what needed a pretext for it. And they, uh, uh, kind of, they actually said, we need a Pearl Harbor event. Well, they got it with 9-11. And then they went to town. Bang, 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 bang. And I, I won't go into all the. It's like COVID, you see. You, you can hash all the facts of COVID and the truths and, and the lies. Not just the untruths, but real outright lies <laughs> about it. 
and it's meant to confuse people and get you so sick of talking about it. You gave up a vengeance to go along with it. That's what happened with 9-11. It's a, it's a psych, psychological techniques they use in psychological warfare. And with 9-11, everybody saw what happened. You, you had the, the different dancing folk on, it's well documented, by the way, in other countries as well, who were there to watch the event of the towers getting hit. And they were let, let go out of the country to their own country afterwards. And all these things were happening. And caught with explosives and violence, things like that, blah, 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 blah. Uh, a lot of dirty stuff was going on. And the CIA came in and the FBI came in and just basically told the government what to do and say to the public. It's just disgusting what happened. Uh, so, uh, and, and even today, never, never mind all the arguments about what caused it and what did it and blah, blah, blah. In Canada, they showed us a list of the people who were supposedly on the planes as terrorists. And then they showed, they even had interviews with some of them across there in Saudi Arabia who were still alive and, and driving taxis and things. But their photographs have been used, supposedly by the CIA, to say that he was the guys on the planes. It was amazing what was going on. Really. And these are verifiable, you know, things like factual things. They don't like facts when it comes to distortions. And so they try to muddy the waters. And then they bring in other people to, to come out with all kinds of theories to make it even more bizarre. And, and, and that, that ends up discrediting. See, counterintelligence, I've mentioned this before. If you stick with, with intelligence, facts, you see, hard slogging uh, to get facts together, you, you, you will get people who come out who immediately are, are elevated by mainstream into the limelight as, as some kind of leader. They might, they, they don't call them a crackpot, but they'll, they'll give them, they, you know, they, they'll say they're a bit eccentric perhaps, but they'll get unlimited financing. Books will just drop out of the sky to them basically every month, and the publishers have no problem publishing. There's big money there. And all they've done is taken all information from other books and talks folk have given who've done the real hard work shove it in, in the books like with ghostwriters and uh, and then add in ridiculous things absolutely so the general public will hear about th these characters with their added ridiculous things to do with these events and if you mention it down the road again even if you're one of the, the founders of information <laughs> Uh, you get lumped in with the other one that's well-known now because I've had so much publicity. That's called counterintelligence. It works awfully well to discredit the real factual, uh, real hard workers that dig it all up. That's a fact. Happens all the time, guaranteed. It always, it's always been that way. And uh, that even goes way back to even, even Aleister Crowley, you know. Aleister Crowley had ties to, to intelligence service. Intelligence services are incredibly interested in psychology and behaviorism. The, the CIA funded all the guru organizations of the 60s and 70s and brought them over to, to California and places like that and studied it, all the, the, the youngsters throwing themselves and bowing to these focused gods because that's what a guru is, you see. And, and studying them, it was amazing. It was even the same thing with the Jonestown idea too. The CIA guys were all over that place. They're organized, studying, studying, studying. What you can, what, how you can make people do things they shouldn't possibly ever do. Big crowds of them. And a lot of this has been admitted now, and you had the same thing too with Charles Manson. 
this, the, the FBI were, were all over the place, the, the place people lived before, is camps and with cameras and folk going in and out to, to record someone and stuff and even do, even do videos and so on. This is all recorded. Amazing stuff, really. Ronald Reagan, when he was the governor of California, gave Manson the, the right to go into some of these, these um, old folks' homes. I think he, he may, they may have given the same thing to Jim Jones, too, to, to, because he said that it would, they could give them they had really good, positive reactions on the old folks in the homes and so on. That's what they said. So you, you have no idea of the behavioristic psychology experiments that go on in the public all the time, always funded from the top. Always, you know. So never toss that out your head. But Alistair Crowley, I mean, he was actually um, accused at the end of was it World War One or Two, because he was, you know, he. But he definitely was a, like a Lord Haw type at one time. Worked for the Germans at one point and got away with it. Well, you you can't get away with something like that unless you're definitely belong to the Secret Service. No doubt about it. And to do with, and sexuality is a, a big, big part of controlling people. The, the so-called freedom of sex—you bring, you make folks slaves through it all. Then they're blackmailable slaves, especially. You give lots of drugs along with it too, like Crowley did. He also partook of them, and and you've got an awful lot of information on different people. A lot of uh, dark matter, you might say, you got on on people's characters and. And it's, it builds a lot of power for folk who have a, a public image. You know. That's what Epstein was into too. And once again, you, you already stop thinking about what you what you believe Britain was by or any country was by then, and now it's Crowley's day because in that day as well, it, it was run by a different group all the, for, from the ones that you saw as prime ministers. And so, Benjamin Disraeli said it in the eighteen hundreds. Even his book, his novel he put out there, he, he said the people who, who really rule are vastly different. The people behind the curtains are vastly different from the people you see publicly as rulers. That's how it really is. That's how you, people will really push out their heads. That's, that's, that's incredulous. We know what Britain was and we know, really, really. <laughs> the folk haven't got a clue what Britain really was. Or who, who really ruled it? Never mind the fact they had no idea how the how the money system was even managed. You had people who, who were shell shocked with countless endless wars, uh, where where you had an endless cannon fodder from the the poor classes who joined the military, uh, always with a good cause. A good you know, off the war for a good cause because you, you give you simplistic reasons why you're going to fight. The simplest is just that they're bad people over yonder, like, like Bush Jr. did with uh, Saddam Hussein. And uh, it's good enough. Most people will believe that the, this. Why would your governments lie to you? <laughs> That's what you think, yeah? But no, it's, it's disgusting what's being... Look at Tony Blair, yeah? After 9-11 as well. He was a one-man band, along with uh, actually three or four of his cronies, by the way, who had more in common than you think, who... Who also wanted the same war? It made no sense to the British people. Why would you go off to get, get rid of Saddam Hussein? And uh, of course, it came out years later, and I remember putting the articles up on, on a show I did, where 
where Blair admitted years later, of course, because a lot of people boast about it, psychopaths, they really do. How he, he got at the top of the oil companies and the CEOs, and they divvied up over the map of Iraq uh, different um, oil fields that the Americans would leave for Britain. So they divvied them up and decided who was going to get them. But this is before it happened. That's the real world. That's the real world. Then Bush Jr., because he took out the Iraq that was on the list, Iraq had done nothing to the U.S. And Bush Jr., during the inquiry, you can see it probably still today, but still up there, he said, well, no, I never said that Saddam Hussein had anything to do with 9-11, which was a lie, because the media was constantly trying to infer that after Afghanistan was probably a Saddam. But he says, no, I never said it was anything to do with it. He, he was just a bad man, and the world's better off without him. So that, that's your justification for killing about a million people. A bad man, get rid of a bad... Saddam Hussein didn't kill that many. <laughs> but truth doesn't matter, facts don't matter, right? When there's big agendas there. But you, you really are living in an amazing system of incredible trained deception. Where, where it's today, at least you have the internet, but even, even then, you're overloaded with such data and psychological operations. Admits that I used to give the talks out years ago on, on the releases that they had for their internal releases for PSYOPs and how they'd overwhelm the public with all kinds of information, disinfo- close information as well. Again, like PSYOPs uh, and counterintelligence would be close to, to stuff as original. Uh, fact-finding, mix it together with a bit of bizarre ridiculousness or aliens or something, and um, and then it was tossed out the window, you see, as folk go, oh, that's just that nutcase stuff. And that's what psychological warfare or, uh, for counterintelligence consists of. It's very simple. It works awfully well, though. But that happened with 9-11, and uh, before you knew it, you had rays coming down from heavens doing it all and stuff. And rather than just stick to the basic facts, the facts are who 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 achieved goals through this, who 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 talked about it before it happened, who was in power at the time, who belonged to the same group that talked about it before it happened, right? From the nineties. And and uh, and the bingo, they achieved their goals because of it. Isn't that an awful these guys would be great if you took them to a casino, you know, just just watch what they do and bet on what they bet on. They're guaranteed to win, you see. And then when you saw all that stuff on 9-11 with the stand-down orders, because it was a practice that day in case the towers were attacked, a practice about the towers getting attacked. What an amazing coincidence, eh? I won't go all because against ad nauseum. And, and folk can't believe there's that many facts involved, but the facts are documented, and you had Cheney and Wolfowitz and all the rest, Wolfowitz and, and you had Rumsfeld on charge. In charge, mind you, they put themselves in charge over the military and the air force, and so that day, and they told them to stand down when there was reported incoming aircraft. You know, you can't make this stuff up. It was all—it's all documented. It's—it's not, it's not made, make believe today. And uh, but again, facts don't matter once you've got the whole thing going. The war started; it doesn't matter. The whole point is to get the folk in shock. Give them a simple, lame excuse full of holes, and once you get that military over there and you're fighting, you see it doesn't matter how you get them in there, because you've, now you've got a bigger agenda to fulfill. And remember what Quigley said to Carl Quigley, he said, um, wars are also meant to change opposing sides. 
all, all those who are involved in war from different sides will be changed culturally forever because of them. Well, it's the same thing on the public. The general public have had the biggest changes of all. That They lost their rights of, free, of, of privacy completely. There's nothing you can do now that, that's, that's going to be private and has been since 9-11, since it passed all those rules and regulations. You really have amazing coincidences, don't you? Amazing coincidences. Oh, they unroll all the plans that they had ready to implement. And the so-called Patriot Act, where anybody, any politician uh, who, who complained about it in Congress or elsewhere, was going to be declared a traitor to the, to the country for going against it. Not, there's, there's not automatically agreeing with it, you know, where the citizen would lose all their rights and privacy. And this is the second part with COVID. This, this is the real intensification of that. They haven't given you another 9-11. I suppose that, that I'm sure, I'm sure something like that has been planned or had been planned too in case they, that they came up with the COVID instead. Once they brought all the, all the different behaviours on board, all us use psychology and, and terror tactics on the public to achieve the same goals. Well, what, what would do that? Well, disease, you know, the threat of being wiped out by unseen enemies, the disease, uh, is even better in a sense. It really is. Because most folk believe what they're taught. They can't believe they're getting lied to. And just like 9-11, all the disinfo folk come in afterwards. Until you've got so much information of all kinds, most folk eventually will collapse with it. That's part of the intention. Some of the, the PSYOPs manuals talked about it with 9-11, how you'd have to bring out different people with different points of view, and different, until the folk would crumble with all the different answers that were out there and give up and switch off and just go along with, with the authorised Statement on how it all happened. You see. That's what happens, and that's where COVID's going as well. I guarantee you. you. You wait and see, and um, and have overload of data. That actually said that we can overload the people with with data on their social platforms until they just give up as well. Have them all fighting with each other. Oh, no, no, this this particular virus does blah, 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 and so-and-so said it does blah, 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 and yet, and yet, yet, yet more arguing with each other, you see. Never knowing that a good part of the time, you've got, like, people, like the 77th Brigade of cyber, cyber operatives on the Internet, paid, uh, uh, literally uh, like a battalion of, <laughs> of cyber warriors, you know. Uh, who are out there all the time, thousands of them. That's, and I gave that articles out a few months back, and even a few years ago too, about the, the, the group. They were involved in attacking everybody on the internet, uh, using all kinds of tricks, bots and real people attacking you in cyberspace, and, and just twisting your time in, until you ruin ruin you. Don't answer anything. I, I don't even bother uh, with that kind of stuff like Twitter and all that, kind of, because it's pointless. They admit that they bombard folk until the folk are driven crazy, thinking it's all real and real people, and that maybe there's something wrong with me. They'll pick, they'll pick a chink in your armor and get in there, and then they'll destroy you. That's, that's the technique. This is happening, folks. With the COVID warriors are out there now, paid for by your tax money, right down to, to the event 201 and so on. They went through this during their exercises, had to be attack. Uh, people who would, would disagree with the coming disease pandemic, right? The coming one, <laughs> they just knew. 
and different stage, one to five, I think it was, of implementation. The first is just to try to count them with, 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 with people who would, and who would be, appear to be against them until you would just change your mind. Oh, maybe they, they can't all be wrong, so you change your mind. That didn't work. You go to the next step. Then the third step, you, you start fining people for putting out disinformation. And the fourth step, censoring them off the internet, as we are right now, you know. And, uh, and, and, and also basically imprisoning them in the next step down there. That's where it is. You know? See, imprison is too fascistic, you see. Just, especially right now, they don't want to be so overt about it. But you're going into the same system as North Korea. You know, the, the countries that always show you that you're better than them. Look at, oh, we have freedoms. No, we don't have freedom. We're losing them all. We've been losing them all since 9-11. And now you really are losing them all because now the police are going crazy in some countries. You know that. And the police in every country will be the same way when it gets started. Especially when it's the same people, kids who, who are, the people who are the cops now are like the same ones that are on the streets burning places. Same generation. And the ones who are cops are the same ones that don't go in the military. A lot of them have been in the military. And as I say, from Xbox to the military, that was all intentional too. Xbox was put out by the military. And and, um, years ago, uh, the companies that did the programs for all these different video games for the the children, for war and so on, uh, were actually part of the military industrial complex from DARPA and so on. And they worked with the Japanese and funded them too. All well-documented stuff, not conspiracy stuff. It was documented, admitted to Programs that were designed to desensitize troops from killing people because tr- people don't normally kill folk if you're if you're unless you're a little nutcase, you know. Uh, but people, so decent folk, and, and most who go into the military are, are generally the working class people, most of them, and decent people. Um, and they found out going back to the Civil War studies. It shows you how we're studied through everything, eh? But the Civil War, an American Civil War. They found out that, that maybe uh, for every person who actually shot enemy troops, actually shot them to kill, there'd be 15 to, to, to even 30 and, you know, alongside them who wouldn't. They'd fire in the air a bit higher or whatever, because it, it's not natural to just shoot, for, especially when you don't know them. You know? I mean, they've done nothing to you, generally. <laughs> and so from then on, they've had... All these different techniques being instilled in troops to make them more deadly and efficient, because their job is to kill people. And so they, they came out with these these Pavlovian techniques of, of just instinctive shooting to kill. And video games have been the most successful of them all. And they, they admit that through all the studies, they're very successful. Because the children don't see the, the characters as real living humans, but but close enough so that if, they, if they're given a gun in their hands, they will shoot the same way, you see, at the person, instinctively. There's nothing out there that happened by chance, nothing at all. So they become the, the, the military or they become the police. And that's where you're getting such itchy fingers now with the cops, you know. And some some places in the U.S. you can't you can't fault a lot of them because they, I think anybody would be nervous going to some of the neighborhoods today with the incredible drugs and problem that the that the, again it's, it's all intentional, huh? Put it this way, hey, 
Think about it, and some of the articles I'll touch tonight to do with your contact tracing programs and apps and all that. They're showing you already that they know who everybody out there is. They already know every opinion you you have in your life about anything and everything at all. Every, there's nothing about you they don't know. Who your pals are, what you talk about, what you chat about. And so they don't have waste money on you. It's all done with algorithms daily, and, and certain ones or programs are set for you. We're all on them. And so, uh, yeah, you, you think about it. Um, you have no privacy. They know, they know your very thoughts. They know how you'll behave in certain situations, according to the Pentagon. And no doubt the FBI gets the same, same stuff sent their way as well. If they could set you up for anything, they'll know exactly by using a virtual you based on you and your behavior, uh, how you would react in real life, but to most things. And it's, it's pretty well uh, 100%, well, in most cases. This is freedom. This is freedom, eh? So you really think, with all that data and information, the same people couldn't have stopped at the war on drugs, Just, like stopped the drugs <laughs> if they wanted to. There's more drugs flooding in the country than ever before. But again, we've had the exposés before as well on the drugs. Well documented of who was behind it. Again, you had the big, the same big organizations, what you call your intelligence agencies behind it. Part of the same big cabal, again, that works with other cabals in other countries. But personally, I think there's just one big intelligence service now. And uh, again, you have the mega group as well, uh, who, who deal with all different money systems across the world. That's the real world you live in, but yeah, they couldn't stop that. But they could. But they know if if you were going to do something tomorrow that they don't want, they they could stop you in instant you, before you were out of the house. You know, <laughs> they come and arrive to. I understand you're going to see so and so to do to do something. But how on earth would you know that? Well, we predicted it. Yeah. Minority report, eh? And they nip it in the bud before, unless they wanted it to happen. Maybe they might even have subconsciously, you know, through other techniques, suggested it to you. You don't even know, you don't even know that. Whatever it is you're going to do. That's how perfect things are today. And going back to near the beginning of my talk, I mentioned that someone had sent me, um, a driver, with some experiments. Just... They were done and shown on, I think, maybe the BBC in England or something. And it was to do with uh, electromagnetic energy being applied to people's heads. You can touch the head. You don't have to touch the head, actually, with it. We've already heard about the Corbin helmet. And, of course, Professor Persinger, I've talked about him over the years on and off, who was right into this kind of stuff on a bigger scale. Whatever they show you, they're way ahead of it in the military applications of these things. But on the basic uh, show on television, the idea was to show you that how good this equipment could be for altering uh, certain problems, like perhaps neurological problems in the brain, or even forms of epilepsy. That was the idea behind it. This, this low-level <laughs> expose that was shown as to be wonderful, you see. But the, the guy, the interviewer, gave himself as a guinea pig to the people who had the little gizmo, little gadget. It wasn't very big machinery, you know, very compact uh, micro machinery of, of uh, equipment or electronics. And um, they put near his head this little thing. And they showed, they literally hear it zapping. 
it doesn't have to. You wouldn't generally hear these things at all if you don't want you to hear anything. But they, but uh, you could hear it click click clicking. So he was asked to, to repeat a, a nursery rhyme. Mary had a little lamb, and he was doing well. And then you hear it going click 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 click, and then you'd see his eyes kind of blink as this thing affected the nerves around his eyes, as an example. But in his brain, he he just stopped dead. It, it throws you off your your way of thinking. Well, the deeper application I found from the military side of things. Uh, and there's lots of information out there, you know, on, on, on this applications of electromagnetic energy to disrupt the patterns of thoughts amongst people. I remember years ago when the, the, the HARP idea was going on and, and of course, the massive project in Alaska at the time, where they had arrays and arrays of the first creating standing waves from the, uh, from the ground to the, up to the ionosphere. And it was the Air Force, I think, it ran it, the U.S. Air Force at the time. And they even put out documentaries in Canada trying to make it almost comical. Like, let's go up and talk to the cleaning lady who just said, well, there's nothing much going on here, and this kind of stuff. But they did do an interview with um, a guy who was a public relations <laughs> propaganda right, expert for the, for the military. And he was dressed in a suit, so he was an unapproachable guy, and... Oh no, he says, there's nothing nothing terrible about what we're doing here, just experimentation. So they spend, spend multi-millions, maybe billions, on this big array, it's complex, and a few acres of, of ground, where they could create incredible standing waves that could, could give you the northern lights if they want to, because it hits the ionosphere. But they can also use this to, to superheat parts of the atmosphere as a weapon if they want to. But on a secondary carrier wave, they could actually interfere with the human thinking. <laughs> uh, and that, this has all been documented, this, this information, but uh, that's part of it too. It was thought that they used this technology when they first went into uh, Iraq, uh, or they bombarded Iraqis with it uh, during Operation Desert Storm, when you saw all these Iraqis coming out of their dug-in trenches, utterly dazed as could be. And this was in the newspapers at the time, you know, when they're allowed to talk about things like that. And newspapers have always lied to you, but occasionally they, they let you know a little bit when it was in another country, you know. So you saw these folk coming out of the trenches and had little clips on TV years ago. Uh, just utterly confused and dazed, but they hadn't been under intense physical bombardment, you know. But they were definitely confused, and, and they couldn't understand. Even you know, the interpreters there, speaking their own language, uh, they, they just couldn't understand for a while. They were very confused. And this was thought to be harp. It was standing waves they'd been, they'd been testing out then. And then they did the same thing again with um, Operation Iraqi Freedom, eh? <laughs> to give them democracy. Uh, like, we've got it here, eh? And... Uh, so anyway, that's when they use these technologies as in warfare. That's when there's an open field then, because no one's going to poo-poo it or say you shouldn't be using that on people when they're designated as an enemy and all the propaganda's in full force. So they were doing all that kind of thing back then. So anyway, you take it from there and you say, oh, this is all too fantastic for me. I'll switch off now. But go back to Brzezinski's, but most folk don't read now, eh? And Zygmunt Brzezinski in, in the 1970s, in his own book, he said that, that, that between two ages, he says, um, 
we can now, in a technotronic era chapter, he says, we can now, if we want to, bathe the whole continent in particular frequencies or alter the behavior of every person in, the, in that, read that area, you know, or the whole country. <laughs> well, take that back to where you are now with the standing waves. and You don't need Alaska for it. They've got portable ones all over the They've got an array of them, by the way. If you look into to the Heart Projects, that an array of them. It's built up in different universities across the U.S. now. They can actually get together on certain nights and, and beam these standing waves up collectively, meeting in certain parts of the uh, of the sky, causing standing waves, and also bouncing off the atmosphere. And they can just like a mirror. They can actually direct it to where they want it to come down and hit. And they even use this technology now to, to see under the ground for for hideouts and dugouts and, and even using it for pipelines and things. It's amazing what they can do with it. But again, don't forget, there's a whole wide frequency range involved there. And part of it can, can be set quite easily, and they've tried it within the human brainwave patterns. So getting back to this this little demonstration of the wonderful little portable thing that they had that was meant to help people in the medicine, this is what they said, um, yeah, they, they can make you completely lose your pattern of thinking. Uh, and that was, again, tied right in with something I'd already watched and read before about uh, a, techni- a technology which um, they said that they already had too. They tested it out after 9-11. And the idea, once again, was to try to figure out what folk were thinking. And And... They said if they could just, don't forget that, that every thought that you have is, is, is goes into electricity, you know, and it, and it's transmitted to different parts of the brain very fast, you know, and um, that's where you, that's how you can use your muscles, your mouth, and all the rest of it to, to vocalize what you're thinking, etc. But also, and you've already seen exposés that came out of the, the equipment, unlimited funding, research and development under terrorism, eh? anti-terrorism. After 9-11, that's why they love these things. Uh, it's all your tax money guaranteed to be paid by the government, whether it works or not. And they showed you people's, people who are looking at certain things in front of them. And then they showed you um, th- th- these gadgets that were directed at folk, the back of folks' heads. And they could actually reproduce what the person was seeing by tapping into the occipital energy from the occipital lobe at the back of the head. And it was pretty good. It was a bit fuzzy, but you could t- t- absolutely tell what they, what they were seeing, you know. Well, if you, it's understanding the language of... I gave a talk years ago, before it even came out. I said, if you, if you ever could tap into the, to the language, you see, of the eyes, then you could see what they were seeing. And the same thing with, with smell, you know, from a distance. It's all language, different languages and different types of, of, of languages for different areas. But thinking itself, can you imagine now? And then, then the idea was to, when a person was thinking about something, and, you, and, and a computer was set up, would, would be reading this in real time, what you were thinking, at a distance. If it didn't agree, if it's already programmed to, to, to attack and change certain thoughts on, on certain topics, it would catch your, your thoughts basically in midair and transmit them back to you with alterations until you'd, you'd, you'd say something and you'd say, oh, I didn't mean to say that, but you'd say it anyway. Or, this, this, these techniques are, are out, they're out there, these gadgets are out there. Huh? Absolutely.
So it comes to electromagnetic um, interference with the brains. It's, it's a weapon. It's, it's a, a tried and true method by the military. And they do have uh, much more portable machinery they can, they can take on backpacks right down to even pocket ones, by the way. So all the stuff that used to be sci-fi or, or probably get locked up and put in prison about, or, or in, in the loony bin about, are actually there. <laughs> we live in an amazing time because for a long time, a long enough time, this kind of weaponry was, was you would get locked up if you ever mentioned, that you say, oh, that's madness, that's impossible. Until revelations come along down the, down the way with and news articles and science magazines and talking about the fact that the military had experimented with with microchipping people before. Uh, and then, then you had DARPA, who came out with it, that they were leading investigations and to help in quadriplegics and things like that, you know, just putting these little chips in them. And then remotely you could maybe help uh, to, to re-establish connections in the neurons electronically and get them to move their arms and legs remotely even. Well, why would you have to even do it remotely? Well, unless you're testing it out to, to do it on people <laughs> that are not paraplegics and so on. A paraplegic would like to think about it, do it themselves. And his own thought or her, her thought should, should make it happen, but not you remotely, no. That's a different thing. So anyway, we're tested on all the time, and a lot of the stuff now exists. Eh? But people were put into loony bins back in the 70s, 1970s, and before. When most folk, even in most countries, working class, hadn't heard of computers, or if they heard about it, there was some big machine they saw in a movie that was six feet, six feet tall or something, with big tapes going around, a bit like a big, big, big tape recorders. That's what they used to show you. But uh, as far as micro components went, they, they supposedly didn't exist. And yet, you had people who, who, and I knew one of them who had been in the military, who seemed to say enough guy to broke down one day. He said, it's crazy. I, I think there's a chip in my spine. I said, what do you mean a chip? What, a chip? what do you mean a chip? He says, it's for a computer. And uh, turned out that, that since since he had an operation for a, a, some kind of cysts when he was in the military, he had that fixation. He had something in him that was affecting his behaviour. So take that as you want, but that that's, that was a common thing. It became more and more common throughout the seventies and eighties when you look up different psychiatric studies of uh, people being admitted with that kind of problem. Before, as I say, most folk even, you know, definitely had, didn't have laptops and things like that. So things are always tested out years and years in advance before the public um, ever hear them. You look at the, the old technology that was used in World War Two for communication and for, for even um, not just night vision, like infrared and so on. But you find that the Germans, the, the German, they still use for sniping, or they did in a way, sniping and camouflage for NATO troops, that were German, uh, old, old German um, training movies made for the military uh, before and into World War II. They had the, the most advanced, they hadn't really improved upon it. 
and how it had all the different kinds of terrain and how to perfectly camouflage yourself and how to lie doggo, as they say, for hours on end. That's what SAS are trained in, and, you, and you'd lie dead still for 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 hours and, uh, to need be. And literally, if, if you you know you you there was ways to, to to relieve yourself without even moving, without even peeing yourself. There, there's ways that were taught, but they they just inch forward a little bit and a little bit of time. And to the eye, watching them, you you wouldn't really notice it. But eventually, after a few hours, they could be on top of you. And that's, that's the sort of thing they were... Well, all that stuff was developed by the Germans. And you see them with these little gadgets that they, they look like uh, foldable umbrellas, maybe a foot and a half long. And they could literally detect the body uh, motion and heat from a distance with infrared. So we take the... The Germans to use microwave communications in certain spots. Very effective. And you, you, again, microwave, you can actually direct it with a pinpoint, a pinpoint energy to, to someone as long as in line of sight. And it can go miles and miles if you're in a high spot, like a hill. And no one would intercept it, you see, because they're not in the way of it. It's a line of sight, straight. These things were used then, during World War Two, and yet the public never knew about these things till years and years later. The microwave for cooking all came from, from that era, really, that technology. And you get it given from the military, from their uses. Eventually, they'll water it down to some other use, and because we live in a commercial age, and then they sell it to you for a different purpose. Well, it's the same with all the different technologies that... Uh, were kept fairly quite the technological or, or technotronic warfare type things that Presenti talked about. They kept it fairly quiet all those years. Remember that book was written in the seventies, and they said that can, they they really tried it and they knew it worked by then <laughs> for altering your behaviour and your mood, etc. And with different frequencies, they can make you very depressed, like a whole a whole town, city, or 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 the continent. He said you could travel the whole this across the entire continent if they wanted to, to do it. And um, or make you excited or sleepless, insomnia, or or just dead beats and irritable, you know. So it was all tested out different frequencies to see what it did, and it was very effective. No one, no one disputes that there was in on all this different testing in other countries as well. So that's what we're living in today. Now, just this week, I was looking into again something to do with that, uh, that that kind of. Technology and it took me back to what I'd already already knew, but also into what they're working on now. And and I mentioned last week about disclosures that came from Pentagon at one point. We even talked about a killer, a killer virus. Uh, people thought it was an actual virus that would kill the computers and so on. But that but and I read it on there at the time years ago. But actually, and I meant, they did mention they could disable people by again getting into the language that works your eye. It's like a reverse way of working on things. You mentioned the eye again. It's all impulses and electric, electric impulses and how things work, and the cones and the rods, etc. And things are sent back, transmitted through all the different nerves and the retina, back to the to the septal lobe and so on. That works, and then different parts reinterpret what they're actually seeing, put together for you. You know, don't we really are amazing? Eh? Nature is amazing. Of course, we evolved that way, right, right from well, amoebas. But anyway, you, you think about that, and 
something interrupting the pathway, but has to be able to to to, to understand it to an extent how it travels through your mind through, through your head, <laughs> or anything through your body. For for instance, all the information from different body parts, from the from the sensory parts and the, the, the sympathetic part, the sympathetic nervous system, and so on. All this has been dissected. All of this information has been dissected for years. But you're taxing me again because the military gets it first. They, they're behind it always first. Any spin-offs that might go to the medicine down the road and surgery and things like that to help um, victims of diseases or accidents or whatever. But and I mean, most of this stuff is meant literally to, to be very effective weaponry. And so I was into it. I was, I was going through all this old stuff again and thinking about it too and and I thought about, yeah, when the Pentagon admitted the killer virus. The killer virus wasn't a virus to destroy computers. There's plenty of viruses that will do that. The, the one that we're talking about, the Pentagon, was a, a, and I mentioned it last week, it was a way of inserting a tar- stuff to a particular target. It could be one person or a group of people or even thousands of people at the same time. Uh, and altering the pixels and the pixel patterns and rates. Because they know how light affects you through your eyes and how the light itself will also act like a language and it can technically, now in a sense, kind of reprogram you. Huh? You understand where it's all going? And they had done something and tested it out and they had something that could, through the eyes, that's about it really, through the eyes and maybe through electromagnetic fields which they can push across to the computer Every computer screen is an electrical field. If you get an AM radio and, and put it around uh, any one of these, you'll hear it starting to go psh and howl eventually, you know? Very powerful, in fact. Or if you've got any of the, 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 the meters that read the voltage and the different, um, the atmospheric systems in the air itself, uh, it'll definitely start howling if you're near a computer screen. Well, so there you have a, your electromagnetic weaponry, you might say, <laughs> if you wanted to, right? And you're so close to it. You've been trained to be close to it. And then if they put these certain patterns and the pixel rates and patterns there, which, you're, which you you won't recognize or, or even probably won't even notice, but this language can go through your head. And they said they, could have, they had effectively stopped certain people's hearts from beating. They programmed it so it would stop your heart from beating. And that was from the Pentagon at the time. I don't know if it's still out there, all that stuff. I had a lot of stuff from it. And uh, I thought, my God, it's a scary world. And we buy buy the stuff that's offered to us. Uh, With the computer, you give away your privacy. With the computer, you give away any right to privacy. You, you agree to it all, you know. Okay, I'll go for sure, sure, sure. You know, if you agree, just click here and blah. Away it goes, and and then you get addicted to it. You see, they make it a, 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 from a, a little toy initially, uh, yeah? where we see little two little dots pinging a, a little electronic ball across a field. That was how they started it, all the way up to high definition movies and so on. They can put on it too, if you get the speed that I don't. But all along the way, uh, the, the Pentagon and the different establishments like DARPA are way ahead of all the other uses it can have, especially to do with, with altering and managing people's minds, not just with true persuasion. 
I went through this with uh, the articles, and I won't put all of them up to this week for sure. But it really, it really got me thinking about how we have so little thoughts of our own now, nowadays. It's all given to us, isn't it? And then the behavior of people that have high-definition television, uh, again, like last week I mentioned, how the, the beta and the alpha, beta and theta waves and so on, and how you can get put into a hypnotic trance very easily with, with uh, the, high, the high definition. No doubt about it. You, you folks, they, they've, they've done all the experiments years ago before they even gave you the, the darn thing. And they know exactly what it does. And so you're far more suggestible than you used to be. That was bad enough with the old TV sets. So now you have uh, you're really highly suggestible, and that really does make a difference when you see ads promote or promotions to make you think something or believe something, etc. Uh, you it's far more effective, definitely. Plus, you have the the better types of um, psyop techniques used upon you as well. Like that, there's a University of Arizona that's one of the heads for for this for the military and for the Pentagon. It's to do with language itself and how to literally condition people to believe what they're being told uh, by using specific, specific persuasive techniques. There's a whole branch of them. And I was going through that too. I thought, my goodness me. Can you imagine you're, you're already getting hypnotized by the TV in high definition and you don't even know why you're going into this strange state of being. But uh, again, it's, it's pixel rates and all the rest of it. And... Um, and your eyes itself, is a meditation, meditation, and a lot of them from India, for instance, there's techniques where literally you'll cross your eyes to put you in a different state, away from the alpha state. So there's that, you can do it with eyes open, eyes closed, doesn't make any difference as long as you start that. There's definitely, and it's always through the eyes, generally eh? through the eyes. The ears, again, is a secondary thing, but the eyes definitely um, will, will alter it very quickly. And it alters the brain patterns to be more suggestible. So it can relax you if you're doing it to yourself, just in meditation, or, or one fire or not, or even just closing your eyes will do it. And, and, and listen to silence as an example, or, or some really, I call it real music, you know, not the stuff that you have popular music. But these things are all, all workable. So you get the TV set there, and once again it's the eyes. And then when you see a high definition TV set, Everything's in perspective. You know, everything's close. It's, it's perfectly clear. Everything's far away. It's perfectly clear. All in the same view, which your eyes don't normally do in real life. You see, so you're, 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 it really throws off your the, the brain patterns that, that you're given, and then you get the, the, the movements. The movement itself is, is a language. The language is already getting to follow this. Watch this, and you're fo- you'll follow whatever you're meant to follow as part of the move. And that you can be led a merry dance that you don't even know that you're being led into. You're unaware of it. it it's a tremendous tech, and it's all conscious by those who design all this stuff. Even the programs that you're watching, they know exactly what to do. But the words again, you got professors getting millions of dollars a year each. Some of these universities in the states for the on, from the Pentagon to persuade you to do things or accept things or just believe things without critically thinking about them, or if you do critically think, uh, they'll convince you very quickly that you're wrong. Uh, not because they're giving you more factual information or provable information, but by techniques which persuade you that you're simply wrong. 
it's amazing the sciences that are out there now. It really is. So, what can you say? I, I, you can warn people not to get lost in today's system. It's very difficult for a lot of people. Maybe even more so now that they're all locked down. Doesn't it all work together? You get all locked down. And but there's more folks spending time on, on the net than ever before because of the lockdowns. And they don't know all the stuff I'm, I've been talking about here, you know. Look at all the the different uh, companies out there now, and providers, and even the browsers. You saw Mozilla representatives. I'm sure the other ones were at the the meetings for for Event 201, and for the Vaxed group. We're for vaxing from Europe and so on. You saw representatives attend them, admitting they're all on board. This is before it all broke out, right? Uh, the COVID idea, all prepared that they'd be on board because, it, which meant they'd already been. Playing with your minds all along, of course they have been, <laughs> to make you think the proper things and look at the proper things and nudge you into looking at things you're supposed to look at and believe and try to divert you off the things you're actually really trying to find. All, this is, it's been like that from the beginning, folks. I hope you, I hope you get in the picture. You're dealing with a weapon and it's very effective when you look at so many people who, who get all their info from TV and the internet and they they'll, they'll turn on you like on a dime because they've been trained to. They don't even know they've been trained already through the propaganda techniques of perfection, per, per, perfective persuasion. They don't know, and they'll turn on you like on a dime and report you, or do you, or even attack you if you don't have a mask on. They won't even wait to see your, do you. Have, do, you, do you have a, a doctor's note to say that you, you don't have to wear it because you go? Blah, blah, blah. They don't even wait for that. That they're, they're attack dogs. Where did they, how did all that happen? How can a sensible society, in a matter of since just before 9-11 to the present, have lost all their sensibilities? Well, it was mainly through the internet and the cell phone. I did the talks years ago, because again, don't forget the cell phone already uh, had been well tested and worked on by the, the, the organizations working for the Pentagon before you got them just like the computers and personal computers. And um, don't forget, ARPA literally worked with computers all through the Cold War from the early days right through. And they, they were not all standing machines with, with big tapes going around them. That was mainly for the movies. <laughs> and but, and their, their idea was counterintelligence against an infiltration of the Russians, including, again, trying to again tinker with their brains as well. So getting back to what I'm saying here, you, you've got a machine there in your homes, or a few of them, a lot of folk have a few of them, have got a family, and they're all getting hammered with, uh, never, never mind the Wi-Fi, <laughs> which again is a technique that they said they could use to alter their brainwaves as well, eh? but also you're, you're so close to these electromagnetic standing waves that are coming off the computer and the screens and so on. And it's all admitted to that, yes, they can absolutely affect your moods, your thoughts. They, they can actually, they're, they're working on giving you different thoughts than the one that you have, <laughs> the ones that you have. And uh, most folk are oblivious to it. Eh? So whatever you're working with or doing, have a break uh, frequently and do something different. Do something different. Because uh, uniformity of thought was one of the things I noticed in 
in uh, the Pentagon's um, papers for persuasive techniques. It's, it's all to create uniformity of thought. And then added on to you have the weaponization of different things, literally magnetic fields, but just persuasiveness in itself. There's uniformity of thought. Nothing to do with right, wrong, or honesty, or facts. Just uniformity of thought on behalf of those who who own you. As far as I, I always say own, because we're, we're, we're owned, folks. We're owned. I mean, if you think you're independent, go and try to start up a garden somewhere. If you have a, even have a bit of land, go and try to... To plough it up and see what you'll get a visit quickly from some agricultural authority, who say, "Are you got permission? Are you going to start selling, growing vegetables and selling them, or you know, you need a license for this and blah blah blah?" You don't have freedoms at all. Years ago, I can't remember that. Maybe may have been Hair, the musical called Hair. It was a pretty awful music actually, for an awful time in reality. Again, it was it was launched by those who who manage your culture. <laughs> On their behalf, and everybody grabbed it. I think they were going to rebel. But the movie, I think it was called Hair. And But one of the songs in it was Signs, Sign, Sign, Everywhere a Sign. Like, keep off the grass and don't do this and blah, blah, blah. Everything is signs, signs. And, but you take that into TV land and all the different opinions you're given very quickly. It's, it's, these, are, these are signs as well. You should do this and you shouldn't do that. And all the, all the, all the, um, motivational programs that come on and talk show hosts like, and you should behave this way and do that. It's all the same stuff. You get, you're getting managed, folks. And these aren't just all independent folk making money. No, a lot of them are parts of groups all getting funded to do what they're doing. you got to start guarding your, your mind. I mean, it's very precious. It's, a, it's the most precious thing you have without it. What's that old saying? You've lost your mind? <laughs> well, what do you think that means? Who's got it now? Eh? Who owns it now? But there's nothing. Uh, you're in the middle of an incredibly intense battle that most folk don't even know is going on. They get caught up in the minutiae of argument. And, and with all the counterintelligence mixed in with the arguments to muddy the field and give you different reasons and different answers to everything until you give up. That's how it's done. It's very simple. But it's very, very effective in how it works. Stick to your thoughts. Don't be sitting staring at the computer all the time. If you've got one, try to keep as far back from the darn thing as possible. Hmm? And it shocks me. It really shocks me how... And I remember giving a talk years ago, um, many years ago, with, with uh, an elderly woman who didn't have all this gadgetry, you know. But she said, we're talking about convenience, and I'd, I'd said, you know, we, we give up everything for convenience. Again, you studied the human. What is a human, or what does a human do? What does he not like to do? And the same with a monkey, by the way. It's unfortunately true. Someone in the same traits there from the monkey. But, and, 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 and so much overstudied, you can't believe the, the countless, countless billion dollar studies on us all the time. We're very important to the masters who own us you know, for control purposes and to be used by them, which again is, is very much like the matrix. You're a battery in a sense. It's your energy that we use to, because our energy makes everything in the world. You see, we make things. The folk at the top don't. They just own it all. But, you, you, but we're talking about giving it up for convenience and 
I can remember many years ago when they came out with a gadgetry uh, for putting light switches on and off yeah, by clapping the hands. That was back in, I don't know, maybe the 80s or 90s. And, and how folk would initially get it to show off with, you see. Uh, and that's how a lot of folk, it's kind of snob appeal. Oh, I've got the latest, yada, yada. You can go back even further with garages. And the people who had garages uh, were very, they easy bait, basically. You know, they given easy bait of, don't you want something or a remote thing that would open up your garage for you and know, your neighbor? And that's how the ads were. Eh? And your neighbors would see this thing opening up and didn't even get out your car. And you just drove into it and it closed behind you. Again, it's, so convenience is, is really predicated on snob appeal. Uh, that's about, uh, how how all these sneakers and all these things uh, are sold and brand names, eh? Snob appeal. Well, I've got the latest blah, blah, blah. So you can count on that to work at any time with so much, in fact. And the same thing has been used even in the COVID. Uh, when, when it's to be launched with the vaccinations, you're going to get these folk with extra perks that they're given, too. Because you always get little perks because you're just a little mouse or something in a, in a maze, right? And they give you little little added things for doing the right thing. And you'll be promoted as, as a superior being in the community. That's how the ads will run. Oh, so-and-so's got it and his family's got it. And they're all smiling. Their teeth are shining, glistening, you know, boom. And their little halos above their heads. And the rest of the people are dull and, and dirty and ill-looking. And that's how the, the, he promotes things through propaganda and and shame. Shame, of course, comes into it as well. We aren't you ashamed of having? It's the same thing going back before the the Gucci this and 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 uh, the Gap that and all the rest of it. Aren't you ashamed to have ordinary, you know, old or whatever pants on jeans or whatever or or like a Levi? Eh? It wasn't a real Levi, it was like a Levi. Yada yada yada. Everything was is is until the people became billboards. For the brand names. They would buy T-shirts with a brand name on it of Snowmobile. Well, we're awfully predictable, and it's terribly sad, you know, that, that this drive to... Because because the ones who lead the pack and say, oh, I got there first, oh, I, I spent 100 bucks on this T-shirt because it's got so-and-so's brand on it. Uh, eventually, uh, with all the knockoffs, it becomes passe because everyone ends up having it, right? But by that time, everybody's got it. Conformity, eh? conformity, conformity. Same thing with opinion. Same thing with everything. It's conformity. Conf- what does it say? The pen again. The whole idea of persuasive techniques is to get uniformity of of opinion. Conformity. Hmm? Are you starting to get it? Hmm? Even in event two hundred one and in the one for the European uh, Union group that met, and I put the link up there for that too. Before that, where the same characters all met there as well. Yeah. We for Vax, etc. Uh, and, and they had the, the Bazilla and all the rest of them there. They, they talked about that too, how they would put money out they, with the, under the usual channels of giving money to, to writers for dramas and things to insert it in their, in their series and things that you normally watch if you get addicted to dramas and serials and so on. They, they would put in the little quips here and there until, you, until you'd, you'd hear the thing from a thousand different sources and you don't know why you ended up with that opinion or, or on some product or... or or Provax or something. Huh? Well, it's all done to you without you even. Your guard is down, you see. 
because you're not critically analysing and thinking about something. When your guard is down, you're getting entertained, eh? That's what you think. <laughs> so there you go. That's a, a part of the talk for tonight. And it's spontaneous again, because I don't really plan what I'm going to say off the bat to begin with. I'll, I'll go into the articles later, if I've saved them at all. Sometimes you've got to stand back and just think for yourselves. Some folk are addicted to getting news. Now, again, news can be utterly fake. Most of the news that you're dished out with all is fake, or the spin on what the events is fake, or the take on it is fake. And what you're told to come away with from the articles is is often fake as well. There's one in Australia about the one in Brisbane. Uh, where literally it says, oh, thousands of folk, anti, anti-maskers and so on, all descended on, uh, anti-COVID people descended on this park, and the police had a tough time. But all you saw was an army of police and a handful of protesters. Complete, complete reversal of reality. We've seen it uniformly across a, a fantastic demonstration that's still going on, where you, you see in the States the fires behind the commentators on the different TV programs. I get sent this mainly again by, by you know, USB drives and things, because I can't get the speed. I'm under an amazing attack here, and I'm used to it, you know, for saying things that don't want you to say. But, if, and, but believe me, and you can't go by what they say, how many folk listen to you. That's been rubbish from the beginning. <laughs> this, is the, this is the kind of fantasy you're in there. You, you, you believe what you're told or what, you, what you're seeing. This is total war on the public, you yeah? If I was saying the same thing as everybody else is saying, whoever it happens to be, I'd, I'd, there's all oh, these millions of folk on you watching them. But if you're seeing the things that, that, that are contrary with evidence to what they're telling you, then, uh, oh, yeah, he's only got so many hits a week folk watching them. It's all farce. It's a star-making machinery you still live under, remember. Do you look at those film stars and you think they're any different from the, uh, stacks of hundreds and hundreds of others at the, at the same level as themselves? No, they're, they're picked up for other reasons and uh, and they'll give their heart and soul for, 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 for <laughs> to Lucifer, put it that way. Uh, but the star-making machinery is what makes them stars. It's, it's the characters who decide that they're going to invest in you. Not because you have special talents or skills. The, most of the, the, the imagery about you is fake. You know, it's, it's, it's just made up fakeness. And, but it's very persuasive to the, to the punters that follow it. And it's the same with internet. Of course it is. Of course, absolutely. I said years ago, be careful about leaders. The, whatever, whatever you think you're into or what you're protesting, they'll supply leaders for you. They always do. Always. And even when you get the clues along the way, most folk will still disregard it and fall for it all. You'll find they're always well-funded, well-promoted, even through mainstream media. And don't forget, too, even bad news about them is still propaganda. It's good news, eh? All news is good news, Barnum, P.T. Barnum. When it's about you, eh? <laughs> and that's how it's done as well. All these techniques are well understood. But it comes down to it, uh, as I, I said way back in the 90s, you start learning no. And I've, I'm glad to hear folk repeating that now. They're going through my old talks on different shows and saying it. You start learning this with the smallest word in the language, which is no. I start saying it. We're, we're so we like to get along and be happy and, 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 and be congenial with people. You've got to stop that and start saying no. Start, start training yourself to say no. Simple word. 
You don't need to back it up with it. Just say no. And and that's it. Don't fill in some quit. But why won't you go along with it? What's wrong with it? Why did you say no? Well, you fill in this form and let us know. So they can find a way to get around it. They actually do that, eh? Same with voting or... Why wouldn't you vote for so-and-so? And they have all these different questionnaires and it goes off to universities to study it all. They use taxpayers' money and the students to do it all. Then the, the corporations actually put it into effect and use it all to persuade you to get around all the objections that you had in the first place. Same with, with the vaccinations they're doing. Why won't you want it? Why don't you? Why are you cautious, as you say, cautious about a vaccination? You know, so they get around it all. Don't just say no. No. You want to fill this? No. Don't do the clicking on, the, on all the different stuff on the internet because that's how they're sussing you out. What you're for, what you're against, why when you go for this, what, blah, blah, blah. They got you all pegged. <laughs> it's just amazing how folk will do it. Getting back to convenience, so, hmm? from a light switch. I remember, it was, a, it, was a doctor, it was a professor Warwick, I think his name was, or was it Warwick University? I can't remember. But uh, he, he did shows. He used, again, they, they brought the star-making machinery through. They make him a star, you see. They always give you these guys that they want you to follow. Oh, he's clever, so I'll follow him. And so this, this, this guy eventually had his followers after a few years. Um, he said, I'm putting a chip in my arm. And I won't have to press a button to open my garage door, he says. Um, I can just really think or, or something. I can't remember what you said, how he did it all. But everything in his house was to get basically um, activated by this chip in his arm. So the locks in his, his house was, and the windows would open. Everything was controlled by this silly chip. Eh? And it must have cost a fortune when it didn't work or it failed or whatever, you know, or replace it. But people are getting paid by the government to do all the PR in the first place. But this is what they do when they give them TV. They get big shows on television, and they generally sound very energetic, like like motivational talkers. You see, they're all picked and specially trained for it to persuade you to do things that you shouldn't do, like Aldous Huxley commented on on the Mike Wallace show. You're being persuaded with all the time with professional techniques that you don't know exist. It isn't just someone who prowls fast. That's part of it. Often, not always. But it's also the star making machinery until you start following their opinions on things. Huh? They've been doing this since the days of Einstein. Huh? Well, Einstein said, well, Einstein's talked an awful lot about politics and something else, by the way, but, but seldom about science. Huh? Well, I'll follow his opinions because he's a bright man and it must be bright, better than mine. <laughs> uh, Take me to your leader, eh? So, you're living in an amazing morass today of warfare. Most of the warfare is to do your thoughts and against your thoughts to persuade you to do other things and to conform against with things which perhaps you shouldn't. Huh? Perhaps you shouldn't. And now they're going to convince you to take a shot. And people will eventually, most will go for it. I know this, they know it, because they've terrorized the public so much. And the folk who, who tune in every night to get terrorized. I mentioned this, this is well understood with horror movies. Even the, the most awful horror movie, if there's nothing else on, a lot of folk will sit and watch it at night. You know? And even though it's rotten in a horror movie, movie, it's pretty bad script, and it's like a repetition of so many other scripts, eh? 
if someone's getting chased, as an example, look at how many movies they made through the 90s and, and afterwards. You know, four students get in a car for the weekend, off to the country for camping, and horrible things happen. They're chased by a monster or a crazed person or something. It's just so repetitious. Or a supernatural thing. It never even has an ending as to why the supernatural thing existed in the first place. They don't even need that anymore. It's just a lot of running through the woods and getting bumped off one by one and blood and guts and screaming. But most folk won't turn that way because it's wired into your brain, this fight-or-flight syndrome. And even though it's an awful thing, a rotten movie, and maybe even cheaply made or whatever, and you know it's a rotten movie, when a person's getting cheated, you generally won't look away because you identify subconsciously with the person in the movie. It's more, so the woman will identify with the woman, generally, and the guy with the guy, <clears throat> generally, and they run through the forest. Well, that could be you. And if you turn away for a second, something might happen. Uh, so, so, you, you, so you lose your train of thought, and the, the thing's going to eat you. It's going to get you and eat you or something like that. So you'll stare and watch it to the bitter end, and then at the end you say, what on earth did I watch that for? Right? Hmm? It's because it's nature. It's nature. That's why you do it. So it's, uh, it's well understood. Well, these techniques, too, are, are used every day now on television. For folk that watch the news, they tune in for their daily dose of terror. And it's called terror by the ones who give it to you, by the way, who make it up. It's to create incredible anxiety to me, conform, again, conformity, uniformity. And so you'll go along with the flow. With each nudge you get to, 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 to conform, conform, conform along the way, along the path. And that's why it's done. And if you don't tune in, you might miss something, just like a horror movie, that will save your life. That's what it's all predicated on. You're well understood. And the, the evil characters who are paid using, again, your tax money to, to terrify you is disgusting. Absolutely disgusting. When they even put circulars around from the group, uh, from the subgroup, that the, the SAGE group, S-A-G-E in Britain, uh, hires and uses the nudgers and the behaviorists, uh, not just on the net, which they control as well with the BIT, you know, behavioral insights teams that nudge you, but also for, for every other forms of communication and, and news as well on television. They, they, they told the, all the reporters to step up the, the level of anxiety the public to get them to, to conform again. Step. This, this, is, this came out from reporters who, pub, who showed you what the forms that were sent. This is how the techniques to use, because a lot of the public aren't complying, they're not terrified enough, so step up this and, and, and reporting, over-report things, exaggerate reporting. Get that word exaggerate, huh? like figures and things, huh? to, to increase the level of anxiety in the people so that they will conform. And you, you understand, when you understand these techniques, you, you can never believe any, anything ever again that the government and, and the agencies that were, are reporting. You can't believe a darn thing they're ever going to tell you. If you're sensible. The audacity of it. And it's, you know, once it's exposed, it's never contradicted. They just go on again as though no one had said anything. <laughs> Conformity, conformity. 
And uh, the, the evil, I really mean it. I really mean this uh, evil characters in the true sense of the word, by the way. They're doing it all. There's no other word for them. They're like, diabolical, some of them. Huh? Especially when you see the connections with eugenics and, and the, the organizations they belong to to do with reducing the world's population. And they want to take control, control have their rights over your body. <laughs> this is a horror show, folks. This is the horror show. Hmm? This is the real horror show. And it is real. Hmm? And everything that they've said already, that they couldn't make you do with, with the, oh, the climate scare and the global warming scare and the global cooling scare and the, all the other scares that they gave you, they, were, we just, we, we, they, were, they knew that they were losing their audiences. The folk were just saying, no, we're far enough of this nonsense. Yeah? We're far enough. And then, guess what? Yeah? They bring it all back, and the Club of Rome says it. All, all the different... Um, Sustainability programs we can now push and get undergo underway under the laws to do with COVID. No business will reopen without a sustainability and an ecological survey done on it to see if they even need you or is it going to affect the, the soil or the air or whatever it happens to be or you know. Huh? Are you essential, non essential? Get in the picture, huh? Don't drive car, cars, Agenda 21. No private vehicles, it said in Agenda for the 21st century. And they got, you have the 2030 one, they want the cars off the road shortly altogether, eh? But in the meantime, we'll give you electric ones until you realize they're no use to you because they, they're no use in the winter or the a really hot summer for holding a charge. And they tend to explode a lot. And they're awfully expensive. Yeah? And so is charging them, yeah? And equipment to charge them. Yada, 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 yada. And then replacing all the batteries is half the cost of the vehicle. Often. So anyway, eventually you'll be off the road altogether. So all the thing again, sustainability, stop eating meat. Well, we're, all the farms are being hammered and they're closed down. Stack, most of the meat plants across Canada are closed. They're, they're importing beef from Africa. <laughs> right now, eh? They're achieving it all through under the guise of COVID, aren't they? Yeah. And they, they can close any meat plant or any factory that even packs beans together if they want to. I'll say, oh, let's do a test in the factory workers. They're guaranteed most of them will come. I'll say they've got COVID because COVID's are fragments. They're fragments of, of DNA, of dissolute, fragmented old cells that have died off. You get them all the time. All the time, folks. Of coronaviruses, yeah. cold will give you old cold viruses. Bits of it will show up positive. They know this. That's why they picked it. Flu shots in the past will show positive. It's the most unreliable technique ever invented, and it's not meant really, as inventor said, to be used for diagnostic purposes. But facts don't matter. 
every day. There's thousands of new cases. So just go into these factories and if you get two folk that test positive in their nostrils, eh, with bits, tiny bits of old, old viruses, they're dead long gone. Or they're breathing from some other person's dead long gone ones as they breathe in there. <laughs> Doesn't make any difference. Then they close the factory down. Oh, I've got so many new cases, eh? Guaranteed to get them with more than the test because it's always been there. All these, you've always got these fragments there, always. They know this. And as they tell you all the cases, they never tell you that obviously folk have recovered from them all because otherwise they'd all be dead, right? But no, they'll tell you about new cases. I was looking at the ones for the state, for the states, the US states, they're testing lots of students at universities and so on. And, uh, you see this big spike, oh yeah, the spike's coming for the fall, you know. I said that would happen back in February, you know. They'll give you a couple of months in the summer, then it'll hit you again. And see it's spiking, because they want to lock you down permanently. I, actually, for years, you don't know that, but it's for years, eh? To get the whole agenda through. And um, so the spiking, um, yeah, here it comes again. They're getting all your prep, oh my God, it's more. Th- you know, it's, if, I, if I had the, an ability to give 10,000 folk in my area... Right now, this night, a test for it with these swabs. Uh, a good chunk of them will come down with, oh my God, look, imagine that. And so we can add them to as cases. But none of them are ill. <laughs> none of them have got any problems with it. And because they're fragments, they may never have been ill with it in the first place. It's just fragments. You breathe this stuff in all the time, fragments of everything. Yeah. And because, because, again, you know, the idea with COVID can't be fixed through vaccinations because... Coronaviruses are all through animal species of, of all wildlife as well, by the way. Yeah. You're starting to get a picture here. It's a big, big plan going on here under, under the guise of COVID. And they couldn't, and they're adamant at the top. There's a club at the top that runs the world. I really mean runs the world, eh? And it has for an awful long time. And they really are, are fed up trying to convince you to to stop breeding, huh? and to stop consuming all, all that their planet is their planet, not yours. And uh, they have the right to rule it. You see, that's why they've taken over uh, as guardians of it all. And um, as necessary, you accept it. Prince Charles was along with all this stuff too, because he was a, such a gullible prune to start with. He had no function, the man. He was an idiot at school, literally, you know. And... Um, and they gave him this task. But he, he took that his indoctrination from his dad, Prince Philip, who is a eugenicist and who openly has declared there's too many of you <laughs> in the planet. And just like the animals, it says, we, you know, we, we, we have as big estates, and like all people have big estates across the world. We, he says, um, we'll see what happens when rabbits come in. They start eating the grass, and the rabbits followed by wolves, and the wolves start eating the rabbits, and... And the wolves start eating the foxes, and so on, and and eventually, you know, if there's too many deer come in, then then uh, they'll, they'll cause havoc and eating barks of trees and things like that, and they'll die off, yada yada. Well, it's, it's the same with humans, you know. We we move in and we take everything over and start destroying, and uh, and you need a good cull, he says, just like in the animal kingdom, to to, to balance things out. You should read his, his speeches he's given at some of the meetings, the world meetings for, for the Sierra Club and so on. And he's not, uh, he's not uh, an unusual specimen of those near the top, you know. They're all on board with it, all of them. 
as I say, the Fabian society didn't blame uh, the, the wages of the workers for, for, for poverty. No, they blamed the, too many of the workers, for those who haven't figured that out. They were quite open about it initially. And theosophy, Annie Besant, she's one of the founding members of the Fabian society too. What she meant by women's rights and so on was, was literally for, for abortion and, and all of that, you know. It's all connected, because as you well said it, you can help the poor and even feed the poor, and, says, and, and even help them stop diseases and so on by giving them better nutrition. What do they do? Is they breed. So the problem is the fact that you breed, you see. You can end poverty in the poor by eliminating the poor. <laughs> Have you, haven't you figured it out, eh? Of course, when you hear these speeches, and you can actually look them up and listen to them from some from the horses' mouths at times, you 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 still say, "Well, they didn't really mean me, really. Oh, really? Huh? Julian Huxley talked about. He says many will help us bring in this new order. He said at UNESCO, many will help us, thinking they're going to get get be brought along up into the upper strata." To survive, he says, are they sadly mistaken? So, so they'll, they'll use you, all the help. So all those folks in the streets right now want to, want to burn the place down. They use them all. And then they have to eliminate them too. Everybody's used in turn because they're so predictable. And it's very easy to be predictable because you've been brainwashed from early schooling right through to college. <laughs> and to a function that you didn't even know you had until they let you loose. But they've trained you for it. Stalin talked about this technique too. Stalin used to kill thousands of the, the POWs, Russian POWs, at the end of World War II, and imprison stacks of them and put them off to, to the, the camps. That thousands of camps, literally thousands of camps, eh? and the most inhospitable places in the country. And. Um, and he said, there's no, we can't bring them all in. He says, he says even, here's something that is, is true and it's horrible at the same time. The communists got rid of people who, who they knew, and they knew in advance, because they had spies all through the systems, working in government and civil service. They only employed, once they get in, they only bring in each other, you see the different spies and so on. And they knew who was who and who believed what and all the rest of it. And that's how they already had, had lists when they moved into countries like Poland. They knew who to, to go for and who to, to send for and who bring in and kill them. Thousands of people. Eventually into millions across the, the whole Soviet empire. And it was an empire. Eh? But Stalin voiced it. He said, he said, he said same with the, the POWs. He says, well, you see, this is why, if you can't, you, you won't be able to rehabilitate them back into your way of thinking, what you want them to think, eh? as a good Soviet citizen. Because they've been contaminated with ideas from the West, even from prison guards, he said. And even from meeting other POWs in Germany or elsewhere, or by the German, from other nations, uh, that were prisoners as well, but they'd be sharing values and experiences. Just See, just knowing things alters you. Just having conversations with people outside your own, your own brainwashed clique will influence you. So they called it contamination. 
and they would not allow contamination to be brought back into the Soviet system. And so they killed them. They killed them. It's... <laughs> I can't remember how many troops they had, too, that, that were Germans who'd fought, uh, who were Russians and fought on the side of Germany. And Eisenhower decided to send them back, knowing they'd all be slaughtered, and they were slaughtered. They were terrible. It was t- Real history is a horror show. And we don't learn from it because we're, we're taught that it's not such a horror. There's, there's decent people behind us and decent people who never do horrible things like that. What are you talking about? Well, they do. It's all verified stuff. It's factual. They just simply don't promote the knowledge so much to most, most people because <laughs> they want you to be naive and easily led and managed. And what they've done in the past, they can always repeat the same characters that were born in every generation that they used to be henchmen <laughs> and torturers and so on. Well, nothing new, but why do you think you had, a, you had a, a beautiful example of the Soviet technique that they've done over and over, even going back to the French Revolution, the same organization behind it that funded it all and who benefited afterwards, <laughs> by the way, even when the rest of the leaders got all their, their, their heads chopped off, even the, the ones who were used to start the revolution and manage it, the ones who really managed it behind, they ended up running the whole country and the empire and the money and everyone else. And, yeah. Oh, yeah. And uh, But they talked about it. They, they talked about what you could do through, by using the people. Well, once you get started, you, eventually you, you've got to get rid of the people who lead it. Because you'll never have peace then. You can't bring in. Now you've got a new elite running this show at the, the very top. You know. the, the elite can't, can't have their, their guys who, who are doing all the killings, uh, walking about and strutting around as they were before, and you've got to get rid of them. That's what they do. But the, the, when they started the revolution in France, don't forget, they went to the Bastille, they let the prisoners go. There wasn't a lot of prisoners in it. And one of the main ones that convinced them to let them out was Marquis de Sade, who was a prisoner. Not her pervert. They always use perverts to run at the show, really disturb people. Whose whole object, long before Nietzsche came along, was to destroy everything he believed in. <laughs> it was humanly nice. Huh? And so they let him out. And then the, and the, the Soviet, the Bolsheviks, let the prisoners out too. You see, there's all footage of them letting get out, all these prisoners out, eh? And there's immediately mayhem on the streets. They used them to terrorize the people, burn places down that wouldn't conform. This is during the, the early revolution. Terrify the citizenry and, and murder the citizenry at times too. You did the same thing with other countries they went into. They let them go. Then they used the henchmen. Then they arrest, and once they've done their work and terrorizing the people, they kill them. When Castro declared he was a communist, like they didn't know, and the CIA helped him in, right, supposedly. Again, the CIA has nothing to do with what you think it is. Then, then he released all the prisoners out there, too, and that's why he had all the boats flying over to, to Miami, etc. And you had, yeah, you, had, you had definitely had gang leaders and things like that come out of it, too. Yeah. Always the same technique. So with the COVID thing, all that and all the prisoners out, they might get COVID. And guess where a lot of them end up? Because then, once they're all out, at the same time, they're getting the revolutionaries in the street. This is no coincidence. This has all been done before. It's been used before. 
It must be what works, like Plato said, in one generation on the public to get a particular agenda through, even an altering behavior or acceptance or whatever of, of, of a system. Uh, just know the sequence of introduction and it'll work again. This is not coincidence. It's not coincidence. Have you seen the, the stipulations that Trump has given to other countries that want aid? It didn't start with Trump. I mean, Hillary Clinton was in too in the, in the, when she was in the State Department. It's a little bit to do with, with the dishing of funds across the world to different countries in Africa. And, and you should see the, the, the things of the cultural change, which they didn't want in Africa. I've talked about them before. And they couldn't believe that this was these particular demands were being attached to the loans. Well, the World Bank is fully fledged doing the same thing, but so is Donald Trump. A big champion of things that used to be thought of, 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 of rather awful <laughs> in a lot of cultures. Big champion, eh? Everybody's a player, isn't, aren't they, in, in this game? And they give you leaders for all sides. They really do. Right now, I, what I've been reading recently, in fact, uh, to do with the World Bank, uh, this, this is the whole agenda for sustainability under the guise of COVID, as I've said. The Club of Rome admitted that. They put the articles up a few months ago. Even the leader is actually saying that. There's little clips and videos I'm actually talking about it that way, in this fashion. And and here you are. You know, you're, you're watching it all being brought forth and put into action. But I really, I really think everybody's a player. I think the Chinese were a player in it too. Getting us all terrified in the early days with clips coming out of China, which normally wouldn't come out of anything. You know, China's getting kind of clam anything up. And you've got to give the cooperation of the Western journalists and so on to put anything in the papers too. So if China had demanded, no, you know, this, that, or the other, you wouldn't have heard a word about any COVID outbreak in China unless, unless they were in on it to promote it. So they terrified people with the shows that they showed you. Oh my God, look at the folk with backpacks spraying offices and people in the offices breathing all this stuff in. And my and these huge machines spraying stuff in the streets, eh? going way up in hundreds of feet into the air. Why would they do it up in hundreds of feet up in the air? Oh my, it must be all over the place, this, this terrible killer virus. Eh? Then they, and then Fauci himself said he didn't think there was anything for Americans to work at, worry about in the early days. And masks were useless and don't use them. And a complete, complete reversal, eh? But they, you're getting pumped up and pumped up to be terrified of something. And then you're getting this, this conflicting story back in your own countries. And then they hit you with the whole, the whole agenda. Oh my God, but it's here now. Oh, I thought somebody was watching it coming, isn't it? I mean, don't you have special folk that can actually see these things coming in the country? <laughs> They all went into anti-action. All the papers on the same day across the continent and the world. Same day. All on board with the same stories. You're as well as just getting one newspaper because it was the same articles verbatim as every other news article and probably the same across all TV stations. Just coordination for you. Huh? To be terrified. Be terrified and comply. 
So again, you, you, with Agenda 21, there'll be no vehicles, no private vehicles. It'll be essential vehicles only, and here we go with the whole agenda. Same with meat, no, no meat production eventually. A vegetarian society only, except for the elite, of course. They need the meat because they, their brains they require it. You don't need your brain, so you don't really require different enzymes and things like that. So, uh, yeah, the whole agenda. Post-consumerism, once all the things slow down. Let's have a little tiff. The next part is tiffed. The tiff with China now. We've got a little tiff with them. China was made by the West. I, I did the talks years ago when we're integrating completely and funding all the factories to move to China because your politicians all signed on the deals for free trade with China and the GATT Treaty and so on. I used to say, I'm, I'm saying all this, and nobody was listening to me. I thought, no one's listening, you know. Even the folk who were losing their jobs didn't want to hear it. But why, 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 they didn't want to hear that China was all going to China, that the factories they worked in, their bosses were paid to literally move the entire plants over to China. I can remember even guys in different uh, positions as, as, as craftsmen, you know, real tradesmen, and articles in the paper where they were getting brought over to China to train the Chinese to take over their jobs and do the same and make the same things in the factories over there. Well, guess what happened? Millions of people were out of work then, and it was millions. Believe it, they don't believe the rubbish they tell you. You could see it all everywhere. Chaos. The best enemies money can buy, you make them. Eh? You make them. Eh? You pay for them. Because you always got the elite who really run you. Always need some kind of enemy. Always. Yep. To keep you together. Eh? You always need something to be afraid of. Or you just lose it all. You forget all that. You wouldn't be afraid of anything. And then you might not just jump to it when they told you to jump. That is the real system. So yeah, China literally, uh, you know, <laughs> everyone was given. Canada was building big dams from free taxpayer. You know, it's like gifts, paying for the buildings of hospitals. We still are paying things through the because it's extended under the treaty. The emerging nations, and now India is in it too, and of course all, all other nations. The emerging nations, you see, when they sign on get all these freebies given to them. They, they, can, they can make things, even if it's your factories that moved it to India or China, they can make the same things there then for the same corporations owned by the same, and then import them back into you here without paying any import duties. That's a good deal for the corporations, eh? Great deal, actually. And that, but you also pay subsidies on the shipping of the stuff back to you. <laughs> That's why if you are ordered direct from China, things are so darn cheap. Ever wondered why the postage is so darn cheap? You're paying for the toll, all the taxpayers are paying for it here, not the Chinese. India's the same way now. And then you pay for for their hospitals and their schooling and da 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 and da and da. And even nuclear plants. I think Canada, again, the Canada reactors all over the world now, but yeah. As you go backwards and fall apart. And then, then years later, like 20, 30 years, 25 years later, when, when, it, when you're really going through the COVID thing, well, let's just notice now that China's becoming a, 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 a swaggering character with pushing its weight around. Let's, 
What did you think was going to happen when you fund them like that and you pay for all the factories to move over there to give all of them work so that they could have a great economy and so they would have got a rising middle class, etc., etc., and well-educated people? As you went backwards, what did you think was going to happen? Do you really think the world's run by stupid people? No, it's not. It's not. But the, the plan was on, for China eventually one day to take over as policemen of the world. That was written about, as I mentioned before, in the 1930s by the Rockefeller Group that paid for the, for the, the big world meetings for the Royal Institute for International Affairs, CFR. And at that time, when they published the book, it was kind of unthinkable because China, compared to a lot of the world, you, you would say was way backwards, way back there. They didn't have the industry or anything. No. Well, they knew what step by step where they would take it. Most folk can't think long term like that. They, they can only, it's in, like a new year lifetime. If you want to do something, you'll try and get to the, the abilities to do something or make something or whatever or achieve something before you're old and die. The corporations and the foundations that worked this, that really worked the agenda here, the, the real agenda, can go on for hundreds of years. Each one their specialized part of it, hiring and, and training and retiring and hiring and to generations of people to get what they want. Long term planning, eh? So anyway, that's what you were living through is a, a massive agenda. Most folk haven't got a clue. I don't, you can't blame people. They're, they're so, you're so wrapped up trying to survive. Most folk grow up like that. In the UK, it was a great example. If you had something that gave you that, that start, that spark to see things, you, the knowledge was there and lots of books, good libraries at the time. Not from the television. The TV was... a massive brainwashing apparatus and time wasters. I see most of your, your indoctrination comes through fiction. It's all embedded within the fiction. But the, the UK is supposedly uh, the victor of, of world wars and so on, supposedly. <laughs> totally, utterly bankrupt. Um, with most of the folk in some kind of rationing or poverty or whatever. And emaciated, a lot of a, a, a real, you know, they're never recovered. I was talking to a, a, a fella in in uh, Sudbury a couple of years ago, and he's, he's French Canadian. And we mentioned, we just mentioned uh, Britain, and he he says, "I've never seen so many ill people in my life. They don't look well, and it's true, they don't look well." And then when you enter the studying. Of, of intergenerational defects that happen with genetic disruptions of types of food, lack of food, and so on. And when you realize that Britain was unrational, it came from a, in the 18, 1700s through poverty and life expectancy for workers was very low. Eh? On really, it wasn't even subsistence wages, it was pure starvation, literally starvation wages for folk into, into a, 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 the late 1800s in a Boer War. Again, every war took, took masses of, of taxes to get ra raised and so on, new taxes to pay for all. 
in the laying down of, of railway lines across India, for instance, the taxpayers paid for all that. They paid for the militaries to... They got nothing out of it, all the people except the bill. But the clique in London reaped an incredible harvest. Uh, all paid by the taxpayer. And then they had to public the bills. Same for the World War One and Two. And rationing through World War One, Great Depression, in a Great Depression, that la- the Great Depression lasted in Britain right through to World War Two started, and still they're in rationing then. <laughs> so we went on through that too, and then up into the 1950s, and it wasn't until about the 60s they started giving a little bit of light, at least through propaganda, let's have the swing in the 60s and happiness and, and a new type of thing and, and songs and the songs, and then they gave you stars. Most folk were, were just as poor as ever. They weren't stars. All show propaganda and so on. But yeah, the, the effects of intergenerational malnutrition is, is still going on. Eh? Never mind other things too that, that can affect you intergenerationally through certain things that are introduced into the body from other sources. But yeah, he did notice that. It's really interesting you see how, how your, your, your makeup is changing all the time. I've mentioned before of a book I got. It was well, a well-known book put out by a dentist who went around the world in the early 20th century. And he, he, did, he got photographs of families, you know, maybe three generations, and children, parents and grandparents, together from different, different groups, and tri- even tribes across the world, and in Canada too, and Indian tribes as well, and showed you the effect of just the processed foods. It had to be that at that time. And you could see that the, 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 the parents were a little bit changed, the facial structures would change a little bit, the, the, the room in the mouth would narrow a little bit. But the children would start looking like the ones in Europe and, and who'd been <laughs> through malnutrition, as we thought of all being, where, the, where the, the mouth would really get small and the teeth would get crushed together and overlap and things like that, all those problems. But you see the mouths and the cavities and the spacing and the arching of the, the mouths of the grandparents that didn't, hadn't been brought up in the processed food system of the white man and so on. And they were much bigger and healthier, etc., well, if, if that did that so quickly, just the food system and the additives to the foods for processed foods and so on, in a generation, what do you think a few generations would do? What else is happening? Well, you, you know, any any basic detective story starts off and you follow up. When did it start? You know, what happened before it started? What changed in the system before it started to get? That's just how you follow clues. And now, of course, it's all taboo to look at certain certain areas, eh? especially now. It's all connected, isn't it? <laughs> Has to be. What else? What else happened to, to change the the physical structure of people and make them allergic to everything? You know, oh, I'm allergic to everything. But everyone's got compromised immune systems of some kind. Your allergies, food allergies, all kinds of allergies, skin allergies. Never happened before like this. Something hits your immune system. I wonder what it could be. And when did it start? Well, there's something to ponder. eh? You can only look into the truth, as I say, if anything, by accepting you might uncover horror. And most folk can't handle the truth. That's so true. 
It is so true. Can't handle the truth. And you can't blame them at times, you know. Because we've all had the training to be, oh, it's a nice world. And you like, like Bertrand Russell says, we'll train the people that, that, to, to live, that, that their country's the best one. It didn't matter what country it was, right? Everybody would say, we're living the best country in the world, and with the best education system, and with the best healthcare system in the world. He said that. We'll train the people. They'd all believe it. You get the same propaganda everywhere you go, in any country. <laughs> there you go. I used to laugh too. Remember when it was really small? We did. We were never small in Scotland. We were we, you know. That was a a difference when you're we. You see, you had all these old movies for, from the U.S. that they'd, they'd they'd play on the BBC at night on the weekends. At one time, there was just the BBC, you know. So they had a complete monopoly on propaganda. But I remember seeing an old old movie, and uh, they had a well-known actor at the time playing Abraham Lincoln. And at the end of the movie, it's black and white, actually, and at the end of the movie, a little boy comes up as, as Lincoln's getting on a train and says, uh, could I be president one day, Mr. Lincoln? And he says, son, in America, you can be anything you want to be, you see. And that's the kind of propaganda they gave out then. I mean, folk had no idea, and you still have no idea, that the people you, you're talking about today in politics and the Clintons and all the rest of them were picked as children by organizations. The ones in Britain are the same. The Tony Blairs and all these characters, they're all picked as children by, by charitable foundations, they call themselves. It's going to improve the world. And they admit that, that they actually picked them as children. The Cecil Rhodes group, you know, you get a road scholarship. That was also how they picked the leaders for, for the last hundred years. Eh? And they'd, they'd have people who would note, and certain teachers in every school would note too, on the lookout, they're getting paid to be. And they'd funnel them off into the, into the intelligence services or, and sometimes both, by the way, into guidance to become politicians for the future, maybe 30 years down the road. The, the ones I mentioned in Britain, their websites are st- still pro- proclaim what they're doing. They're creating future leaders by getting young children. They have children's groups, just like the Young Communist Party, you know, same thing. But they're presented to the public as adults. You know, oh, you never heard them before. You'll know nothing about them. You're given a very little about their background, and, and they're all trained to act in a certain way, and, and you'll be more intellectual looking and this other one be a bit more radical left and this one will be they're all trained in advance you see? that's how it's done in every country across the so-called democratic countries now some I, I think I had one person occasionally you'll get a complaint about whoever you talk about because you, you're not here to and I'm not here to, to please everybody anyway and I'm also conscious occasionally that you get someone or kick back because the, the part of the psyops that they do too in counterintelligence, as I said before, is to attack you either with, with bots, you see. If you're into social chat, you get nothing but uh, uh, like, like Twitters, etc., cavalcades or escalades or, 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 of, of 
complaints, all, all fake and bots put out there, or they'll, they'll put a, a chunk of people as an order of the day attack so and so, and I'll say that say this about the same person until they. And I'd, I I would just ignore that if, if you're getting that kind of thing. But occasionally I'll get one that gives me a little glimpse into something, or they'll try to steer you off in a different way of thinking or talking or whatever. Um, but I got one that, that, that said, you know, you're repeating the same stuff over and over. But no, I'm not. I'm not repeating the same stuff over and over. But if you've got a certain agenda, you must repeat it over and over. The part of the agenda, for sure. Because there's a thousand things out there to distract you from the agenda. The plethora of data that they said they'd hump on you, you, you know, the last few years ago. They said they would give you stacks of data that would, that would overwhelm people and have them off in all kinds of areas or they're chasing aliens. Well, it's not people that are doing it. It's got to be the aliens. Yada, 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 you know. And, and you can see that happening all over the, over the place too. Stick to the basic facts and the agenda because underneath all this swamp and layers of swamp, you get the truth. And the truth often has always been staring you in the face. And even then you might not like it because you've been trained to feel horrible about even thinking it. <laughs> it's a hard thing even to accept that they're, they're very, they're completely evil organizations out there. Run the world. I mentioned it so many times too about the Bond movies, James Bond movies. The, the main enemies they had in James Bond movies, written by guys at one time that were in MI6, for instance, or John Le Carre and characters like that that were involved, and you get little things coming out of little interviews that they would do and so on. And uh, Ian Fleming, and, or Alexander, yeah, Ian Fleming, Alexander was the guy in Pencil. But uh, you get little bits coming out of them too, uh, and, they're, and they're different stories that they would put into uh, for public consumption. But the biggest enemies on the planet were, were not countries. Maybe within countries you would have these same clubs, yeah, or private clubs, or even an international club. But there were, there were the ones like the Cobra, and you, know, you had Spectre, and all these different ones, and all these different organizations run by very powerful very powerful mafia-like, real mafia, not not the little Italian mafia groups, but the real big mafia, international. Until you, you, they ran world banks and so on. Well, that's how it really is, folks. With a different agenda. With their own format as to what they exist for and what they're going to do with the world. That's what you have. And how many times can they give it to you? Yeah. And the writing, some of the writings are pretty awful, you know. Again, it's for public consumption. They don't want you to bore folk with, with too many facts because folk will switch off. They want entertainment at the same time. But, but yeah, you would see the, the, the different characters, the Blowfields and, and uh, Goldfinger and all the rest of them. They knew how to, to manage whole whole nations. Right down to the one where you have, um, I've mentioned it before too, I think that one's called Tomorrow Never Dies, where the media, the world, global media mogul, 
creates the news. He, he makes things happen because he's, he's, he's a multi-billionaire with a huge, huge enterprise and he can buy off countries and works with different countries too. The kind of spectre-type character. So he makes tomorrow's news and publishes it in advance, tomorrow's news today. A man who controls the world's media with high tech, you know, it's all super speed satellite systems. It's really well done, that, that part of it. And that's not so far from the truth today. It's closer to it than a lot of it, actually. But they show you that the real evil, evil characters. Another one, too, was Quantum of Solace, which had a, a, a multi-billionaire philanthropist that had a, a philanthropist he was. He, he, he just wanted to be an environmentalist and help the planet as he took over the supplies of water across the world and diverted subterranean water flows and so on to make a fortune, because they said tomorrow's money is actually water. That's where the, that's tomorrow's gold is water. And so under philanthropy, he was taking over lots of resources. Uh, very factual in many ways. And Quantum, too, is an interesting name, because you can look up and see who owns the, the Quantum Corporation. Another big <laughs> philanthropist. <laughs> the way it was done, how it was presented, how the folk all go and clap and think it's, oh, what a wonderful person this is. Eh? An arch-villain, you see. That's what you're dealing with, arch-villains. You really are. I mean, you ever wonder why the media's always shut up about Epstein? Eh? And we're told, don't go any further, because he was, he was, a, he was lowered down the totem pole here for this big organization. That's why they were told to shut up. But the characters behind them, and up them, above them. They're part of the real, you know, mob that they can run the world here and the finances of the world. And that goes for wars and everything else, by the way, you know. And literally, that the blackmailability of all these politicians and generals and anybody who's anybody, men and women, huh? black, totally blackmailable. This is straight out of James Bond. People who run countries and are never elected to the countries. But it's no different than, than when the Royal Chief for International Affairs and the Council on Foreign Relations, the private club, remember, a global club for world government huh? and world domination of all resources, Rockefellers in it, a whole bunch of them. And, and there they are, you know, the drafting up legislation for governments in Canada, the States, Mexico to, to, to jump in and agree and sign for unification and for so-called free trade, which is integration. Yes, how Europe went with, with lots of a, a rough association of countries, the economic association, and then legislation would go step by step, planned that way, to integrate them all until you lose your sovereignty. That was the whole point of it. Same group did it. They drafted one up for Europe years ago. They did it from, for the Canada, the States, and Mexico. I put out the, the, it was actually from a videotape, I taped it at the time years ago, back in the, the 90s, late 90s. And then and again, just after it, before, before 2005 again, when some of the leaders of it came out as the Council on Foreign Relations for Canada for the first time, a private club, 
say, admitting that they drafted it all up for the integration of this, you know, and how wonderful, and it was signed by, well, we, the public had no say in this at all. See, private clubs, all these circles down below, there's levels of them, but they all belong to the big one, the very, very top folks. And you'll often find the leaders that come out as spokespeople have, have it's not just a horizontal inter, interlinking of these circles, it's upwards as well, you see. So certain ones go up and up and up and up and get higher up into the upper echelons, but they're still workers. But when it came to the hip scene thing and the people who funded him and all the, the, the different revelations that came out with Whitney Webb interviewing Farmer and different people, uh, this is amazing stuff. And it's been just immediately just covered up by the COVID thing. Just shut it down with the COVID thing and distract them. Because it's so important to know it. <laughs> I feel you want to know how the world works. Way more to it than... It wasn't some horny guy, huh? With his horny mistress that recruited young... No, no, it's way, 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 way bigger than that. And that's the lower totem of it, totem pole. Way up there, they didn't want to touch the next ones up. Who financed it all, the kind of overseer, the major domo for certain parts of the nation in the States, eh? or the international ones above them, are just astonishing. That's the real world. That's the real world. Private organization, straight at James Bond. Straight out of James Bond. That's how it's done. That's how it's really done, folks, for those who don't know. I had to laugh, too, how they show you little ideas, in a sense, ideas based on little truisms where I think it was um, Jodie Foster was in a movie. Was it Contact? Was it First Contact? Or I can't remember what it's called. Spacey thing, but um, it wasn't the greatest movie, I thought. A bit boring. Sci-fi type. But so it, this machine that was getting made, a massive machine, it looked almost like a big Ferris kind of wheel type thing, but spun, spun, spun in different directions, or a big gyroscope. And then they'd drop a capsule down through the middle of it, this time warp thing, and you'd be whisked off into some other dimension. And so Jodie Foster supposedly had been trained as the pilot of this thing, you see. Although he didn't do much except sit in your, your, your behind, I think, and it guided it. So, but regardless, it was cancelled. It, it, it broke apart at the last minute through, again, subterfuge or something, or terrorism. And of course, the poor the poor girl's heart was just destroyed. I mean, here she was going to be a famous and 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 yet yet. Well, she gets a phone call at night, and uh, and everything in her, in her home is electronic. Starts talking to her and telling her to, to you know look on the internet and things like that. And she does it all and bingo or put on the TV. Everything everything is obviously controlled from some other outside's power, right? And she eventually she, she hears this guy talking. She knew who he was. And he's a, a kind of a Rockefeller-type character, a man who's so well-known for financing and massive projects to do with resources and military and gone as well. And uh, he says, why are you worried about things, you know? Turns out he's, he's in, a, he's in a, his, own, his own space station going around the world, is he? He says, well, he says, yeah, we have these little perks. Like, he says, after all, our companies get put in charge of creating these things and designing them and so on, he says, and then getting financed to do it, he says, research and development. 
But it's only right that we make copies for our own private use and things. Well, that's more that's closer to the truth of how things really work. <laughs> it really is. Do you really think that, that, that the characters who work for the military-industrial complex, for instance, get fans... It's, oh, it's, it's all separate and so compartmentalized. They don't know what their part first fits into. Nor somebody knows who designed the whole darn thing, folks. And they got paid by the taxpayer to do it. Anyway, that's how the world really works, and it's, it's done by horizontal and vertical systems of interlocking rings. Maybe 90% of the folk in each ring don't know the, the, the real higher agenda of their part in it. It's all based on faith, and their palms are well greased, you see. Uh, and so they're very, well, they're very quite content to say nothing, not ask questions. That's how most of the system works. I've mentioned this before. They don't, same in Freemasonry. You don't get up in Freemasonry by asking what's the higher degrees meaning. So you do, no, no. You get your mouth shut and you listen. You know, the whole idea in Freemasonry—they show you that with the three monkeys. You know, one's got his eyes covered, one's got the mouth covered, and one's got his ears plugged. And that's that's what you do. It's based on faith that whatever order you're given from above is is for a legitimate reason. You don't have to understand it. It's very much like Marxism because that's based on the same thing. You'll never understand true communistic science, you see. The science of it, the, the pretense of science. And that's why they'd always go to Stalin, who would reinterpret things for you. Because, and you, might, you never mentioned that you told you a different thing the last time you asked him. No, no. Just accept the new saying as some point of wisdom, and you're just too dumb to understand it. And, but it's the same thing for most organizations, because we are, again, so well studied. They know all this about us. Most folk will shut up. To get up the ladder. Politicians know it too. You don't ask questions when you join a party. You wait to be told something and it's volunteered to you, you know. That's how it's done. And that's how you're picked and chosen to be used, even from school. Someone who's too bright won't follow agendas. They'll get, their ego can get a hold of them, you see. They want folk that will go along with, with agendas and do what they're told from higher powers. Freemason is the same thing. If they got a use for you at the top, you'll get out the lodge you joined, and you'll be pulled into some other lodge that's got higher functioning. And uh, then they have them for, for corporations, and they have guys who are just CEOs in certain lodges. That's how it's done. Forget all the, all the occult stuff, but the fact is they're, they're, they get orders, and, they, and they, they, they're sworn to secrecy. That's why you pick, that's why these organizations exist. They're already sworn to secrecy. And again, most folk, even in the military, think it's a brotherhood. And, and, and if, if you're in the military, you want to believe that whatever you're told to do is for a good reason. Again, like communism or Marxism or Leninism or Stalinism, that you just, just don't understand. So that you've got a faith. It's based on faith. The worst horrors are based on that kind of thing, you know, and secrecy. And true faith, there should be no secrecy. There can't be any secrecy. And true faith. There's no need for secrecy in true faith if you're telling the honest truth, everything. Before I forget again, folks, I should really mention to, that you can send a few bucks my way, cuttingthroughthematrix.com. And as always, I start off by telling you to make a note of all the other sites that I've got up there. Because if anything happens to the comm site, hopefully if I go quiet and you just know what's happened... 
and you can't get through on the com site. Look into the other sites listed at cuttingthroughthematrix.com. These are my official sites. These are mine, you see. And hopefully you can get the information that you're looking for and listen to the, to the, to the latest shows or talks. I won't say sh- listen to the latest talks because uh, we're going through history, as I've said before. And I've been going through history for my whole life, I think, really. And, and it's important to understand. For those who really want to understand it, the folk who can handle truth without cracking up or becoming nasty or, or disheartened and so on. Truth actually helps you and get through things. It gives you strength. doesn't mean you go around it like, like a, a crazy person should try to convert people like, like a, a real you know, conversion thing in a religion. You've got to be very careful what you say to people, especially today, these days. There's so many spies around there in society. They'll turn you in. And I've mentioned that this is just like <laughs> the horror leading up to Bolshevism and after Bolshevism in the Soviet system. Because folk will turn you in thinking that they're doing the state a favor. You're a bad person. It's all in the programming from the SAGE group, the, sub, the group subgroup that they employed, behavioral insights teams and so on. They admitted that. They're going to make you feel all guilty and have, have the ones turn on everybody else. Use the crowd against the individuals that will go along with something. That's what you do. Use the crowd. Huh? It works awfully well. Because they, really, they really will believe they're doing that you're a bad person. They'll believe it. And you see them attacking folk that, that try to talk to them and say, look, this is all nonsense that's happening. It's for a different reason. They'll say, who are you? You're not the person on TV I'm watching every night, you know, some famous uh, newscaster or whatever, you know. And that's sadly true. That's how it works. It's very easy to, to, to turn people against uh, the rest, you see. Information warfare, you see, it's... It works. It's well understood the techniques on terrifying people into compliance and terrifying them into attacking people who won't comply. That's how the horrors happened uh, down through history by organized groups running the show at the top. It works awfully well. And it's the same with the folk in the streets. All the followers are deranged. You can see that the ones who are deranged and they're terrified and they've been taught that all folk are, especially the white folk, or their parents even, are, are evil, evil. It's all their fault was happened to the world. They believe the world's falling apart. Uh, and they've heard that since childhood, through schooling and, and through high school and, and through college. And they believe it. They, they, they've totally indoctrinated. Their purposes that they used to live for have been totally destroyed through, through war. <laughs> A war which they didn't even know or their parents knew was happening on them. They thought everything was happening by itself. The system you live in in any era is there generally to serve those who rule it, you know. And when they suddenly give you revolutions like sexual revolution and then musical revolutions and uh, gender, that the, the whole you know rock glam thing went, went rock glam or glam rock, where you end up with guys spending more money on their hairdos eventually than the women were doing and wearing tight glistening pants and things. Uh, that was all part of it too. They have no idea that all this was planned long before they even heard the first twang from the guitar. That's how you do things. They're not called revolutions for nothing. They are, most revolutions, as I've said so many times, are not violent. They're cultural. 
like Besmanov said years later, they're cultural. That's how you change society. Gramsci said it too. Don't hit them head on with, with ideological debates and arguments. This is go in and you become them quietly. Then you gradually start changing the culture. It might take a generation, two generations, but eventually you'll achieve all the ends because you have altered gradually the culture. That's how it's been done. But with mass communication, television and so on, it was far easier to do it with, with the rocks, you know, and drugs and rock and roll and sex and all the rest of it. And then you deal again, as I said, with the fallout of, of sex uh, with unwanted children, with, with national health services and abortion and so on. That's how you do it. That's what it's all planned in advance. People sat at the top and thought about this before they gave any of it to you. Oh, are you? But when you're young, you don't realize, you think, oh, they're doing it all because they want us to enjoy ourselves with sex, right? Really, is that what you thought? Of course you did. <laughs> That's all it was promoted, eh? Then the marriages fell apart, while well, communist planks are, are all getting fulfilled, eh? Interesting that the Soviet Union, they had a, a, some main spokespeople when they first broke, started on with the Bolsheviks and so on. They had a woman there who was in charge of sexual progress for, for the Soviets, and she was all for free sex and eventually, you know, abortion, the whole thing in the early days. And it was, they realized she was having such an impact, she was heavily promoted by the Soviets at the time, by the government, the Politburo, uh, that. Um, they were getting a bad, an even worse name abroad in the countries that they weren't going along with it in the moment at that time. But also inside Russia, uh, the people weren't breeding. And they thought, you know, if, if it goes on like this, they weren't having live children born and all the rest of it and families to take care of them. That said, with, with all the crises and shortages of food and all the rest of it in the Soviet system, uh, they, they wouldn't be a, the state wouldn't be afford, able to afford to feed the whole country if they were having children without having the parents, you see? And so they it's, they got rid of her. They literally got rid of her. They kicked her out of the country. And uh, I think she went over to the States eventually and became a governess or something like that. But anyway, it's a long story. Who cares? The fact is that they needed, they needed parents. So they started to really push the value of marriage again and... and as they were using the same technique to destroy the West, with a lot of the help from the folk in America already, that were well. Actually, there's, I think Besmanov said something awfully true. Um, he said that when he came over to, to eventually North America, he, he came to Canada, and he got a job in the, in the CBC, which is like Canadian's version, the BBC, uh, and we call it the Communist Broadcasting Corporation in Canada, you know. Not Canadian, but but he said, he said when he came over, he got a job there, and he says he met more true communists inside the CBC than they ever knew in Russia. And uh, he wasn't being facetious, you know. So there's lots of help all through, you know. Their, their plants were all, all all there, and and all through America, too. And many of them now are emerging again. Some of them who still live through it, from say the, the riots of the sixties, etc. Uh, and some of the organisations that, that now police all of you, is quite amazing. Were classed as terrorist organisations back then because they were blowing up government installations inside America, New York, and places like that. They're now prominent people now running the show. Same folk, eh? <laughs> 
and their children out there in the streets a lot of them to guiding a lot of it. It's amazing to, to, to watch it and see it happening. And by knowing it, you, 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 you almost at times wonder what century you're in because it's like repetitions of what you've read before. Down to a T. With the same slogans and everything. But again, it's for, for a purpose that most folk never quite figure out. Because they are, with COVID and all the rest of it going on, they want to bring you into a post-democratic system. That's been on the cards for years. In the 1970s, the Club of Rome, the big think tank for United Nations and for the big groups like the Council on Foreign Relations, it's a big think tank, came out and, and talked about uh, democracy was just too slow and cumbersome and they couldn't get the big projects done because you have to please different groups and you can't have them all pleased at the same time. So democracy was just an impedance, you see, to their progress. So welcome to to the post-democratic system for those who haven't quite figured it out. And sure enough, since 9-11, you've been losing all the rights you had anyway. And you're getting used to being guided and told what to do and rubber stamped and dropping your pants at airports and stuff like that and taking your shoes off like some prisoner. And uh, and there you go, you know, it's, it's, all, it's incessant now. It's all planned that way, folks. They're not separate incidents that are happening, like 9-11, the COVID today, and, and no, no. These are all steps in the same program, thought out to be part, to be, to be a continuous program of re-education, as I like to call it, uh, and reformatting society and the human being itself. So go into cunningtreemedies.com, send a few bucks my way. Maybe you can buy the books and discs if you want. And you can see how to do it on the website. Cash is okay, PayPal is fine, checks are okay. And uh, I think MoneyGram too is still okay with some countries. I know that international postal money orders uh, are not getting issued by some countries, but some, some of them are still issuing them, which are okay to be cashed in other countries like Canada. So there's ways to get in cash to me, and hopefully I can keep ticking along here because it's, it's, it costs a lot of money just even to have all this, the sites up. And never mind the fact, there's nothing else I can get doing when I'm doing these talks because there's a lot of information to process every day and through the week and putting things together and, and answering people too. And I really do like to hear from everybody, even if I can't get back to everybody, I read this stuff because you get the experiences of real people. As we go through all this together, you'll see from different points of view and from different eyes, different countries, different experiences, but you get a bigger picture of everything. And that's real history you're living through. Not not, this, not the authorized history. It's probably been pre-written before they gave you COVID, just like 9-11. I'm sure they had the, 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 the authorized version of what was going to happen pretty well uh, shelved somewhere before it even happened. There's always an authorized version. It was contrary to reality and the experiences of those that lived through it. So it's awfully important to to keep uh, let me know what what's happening in your own lives. It's, no one's unimportant here. No, there's no one unimportant here. Everybody's very important. And um, and don't ever ever get cowed down to thinking that you're irrelevant or unimportant. It's so untrue. I don't care what you do for or how you live right now. It's, everybody is very very valuable in life. And um, don't ever let that be driven out of you. Collectivism. And, and the communist type system is meant to make you a cog in the machine until you really will see yourself as a non-human being. 
uh, along the Julian Huxley type, I, I, a type of idea, disowning humanity from its pedestal as something special and superior. Well, when you see the, 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 the abilities that, that reside in everybody, and the feelings and emotions and the decisions you can do to do good if you want to. Animals don't have the choices. We have so many choices. And there's definitely a battle of good and evil on the go here. A real battle, folks. With the same, I would call them pretty well demonic characters that gave you these slaughtering revolutions of the past. On, let loose on the planet. There's no doubt about it. So as I say, help me take along by donating to me at the very least at cuttingthroughmedies.com and don't be afraid to send me your, your thoughts and your experiences and your observations on on areas. I've, I mentioned before too, I've had so many trains go by, heavy, heavy trains, more that heavier than I've ever seen them before. And there was a big lull, of course, uh, in the last few years, a massive lull in train, heavy trains, maybe a few a day, maybe three, four, five at the most in a day, but nothing heavy like that. And then my house shakes with, with a heavy cargo and miles long trains and maybe 20 or more a day uh, uh, per day, yeah, and all night long. Sometimes 10 minutes apart. Where are they all going? Because when you look at the, the map north of me, there's not a lot there. <laughs> But we do know that that's where they have the big NORAD underground uh, centres way out in the wilderness there. And they'll fly in all the important folk in and, and, and take them in by train to a certain extent too. But it's not for the general population, obviously. And they're stocking up on foodstuffs and, and heavy, heavy stuffs and uh, propane gas galore, trains of it sometimes, like never before. And uh, you're looking at being locked down for some years. That's what I'm seeing here. This, uh, to come out of this COVID isn't going to be a quick thing. It's an excuse, you see, for a whole agenda for the 21st century. Yeah? And that has to be accomplished under the guise of different things, under crisis guises. That's where disguise comes from. And that's what they plan. They're planned on. The World Bank has said that this, this, they want this. Oh, this, this is going to go on for at least five years, meaning permanently. Huh? You getting the picture? And hence the need to terrify the public. Oh, Spike, we're all going to die again. Oh my goodness! Regardless of all the exposés of the, like, oh, the avalanche of pyramids of lies we've had already exposed. And verified, by the way, this isn't just conjecture. And they're at it again, the same thing. Eh? Testing and finding fragments of something, a dead, dead virus, is not something that's killing you. Most folk, as I've said, the university is there. I saw this graph today, and they show you all these thousands of students, all, they show you state by state by state. And down the side of the list there too, it showed you all tested positive. And down the list on that right-hand side was, was hospital cases, zero, zero, zero. There was none at all. Nobody's ill with them, but most of you. So it doesn't matter. Facts don't matter. Even when you're using their facts. 
because it's a massive agenda here, massive agenda. So much is pinned on this. And it's nothing to do with you or your voting because the group that run the planet don't get voted in. But they put the folk who get voted in place <laughs> in every country. I better give you some articles before I run out of time, huh? because I am running out of time. It's just goes on and on and on. A lot of pertinent articles too. I don't I'll just pick them willy nilly because you you're, again you're overwhelmed with too much data. A lot of it partly true, uh, some really falsified. You really pick the stuff that's got some truth to it by verifying it. And you can verify articles, or at least the truth in certain articles for yourselves from the official sources when they quote them. And one of them is from, you know, this well, Helena Handbasket, eh? Helena Handbasket. And that's from the RA Sentinel, and it's talking about possible and probable legal action needed to deal with the Irish government treasonous COVID tyranny. Yep. And it says that in the same week the CDC in the US admitted that their mortality figures for COVID-19 were completely bogus, and they did, eh? saying that only 6% of the COVID-19 deaths, because had thousands and thousands put down as deaths, anybody with a, a particle of a fragment of, of the particular uh, DNA from the virus, eh? from dead viruses, uh, would show up as positive with this silly test that they do. Anyway, it said uh, only six of the COVID deaths could be directly attributed to the virus. It seems that now Ireland is also admitted to falsifying figures to terrorise the Irish people and as an excuse to decimate their economy. It's, uh, uh, this is the agenda. This is an agenda, folks. Uh, always remember that, prime and for- foremost. Don't get into this arguments about things. It's an agenda. They've told us a, a world of austerity. I gave the talks on austerity years ago from the United Nations, all the folk that were associated with it. The figure for Ireland comes in even less than the CDC at 5.57%, equating to a rather conveniently rough figure of 100 deaths directly from COVID-19, allegedly. And even then, there'd be other reasons, I guarantee you. <laughs> so for the country, eh? 100 deaths, huh? Says, in fact, there seems to be no evidence that whatsoever that anyone has died directly from COVID-19 in the document below. And they give you the document and the coronavirus um, from the government sites in Ireland. Eh? And the daily epidemiology report is there as well to show you these, he's got this stuff to back up what he's saying here. If we look at page 11 of the documents, we can clearly see that 1,777 deaths have been listed as related to COVID-19, but in the following lines, we can again clearly see that there appears to be a contradiction in the fact that 99 cases are probable, with 159 cases being at least possible. (laughs) That's not scientific, you see, probable or possible. And it states that of the 1,777 COVID deaths confirmed, 1,677, right? 1,677 out of 1,777 had already been suffering from underlying health conditions. As such, COVID-19 was not the primary, even the possibility to the cause of death at all. 
when we look at the median age of the deaths attributed to COVID-19, we can see that, that it's 84 years old. That's the rough age, you see, you know, the average. But the average age of death of longevity in Ireland today is 82 years old. So it's clear that the so-called COVID-19 deaths could just as easily be attributed to old age, considering the average age of the deceased is two years longer than the national life expectancy. The conclusion he takes from this official government document is that there is no evidence presented in the report to confirm in any way that a single person has died directly from COVID-19. And it goes on to say it. So, again, it's, all it does is point to what he says here. He says this is high treason <laughs> with all this evidence here. The ramifications of the brutal lockdown of society, excess deaths due to the withdrawal of critical medical interventions such as emergency procedures, cancer screening, etc., school, school closures, business closures, uh, mass unemployment, increased suicides, alcohol and drug abuse, domestic violence, etc., will be felt for decades to come. And that's, the, that's what it's meant to do. <laughs> they knew all this before they locked you down, eh? Surveillance technology being deployed to track and trace every individual stupid enough to comply with it will destroy any illusion of perceived democracy and freedom. Politburo diktats on mass testing vaccines, the swift move to a cashless society will end freedom permanently and leave Ireland in a state of permanent tyranny. COVID-19 fraud is not a short-term problem for Ireland or any other part of the world which has fallen victim to this cabal. It's a new way of life for us all and it will not be pleasant. Well, that's the agenda, folks. This is the whole agenda. You see that they couldn't rush through and persuade you to just follow with... Um, Sustainability in the climate change. You're all causing the climate to change. It's all your fault. There's too many people. So this is it here. You see, you're going to get rationing and all the rest of it. It's a really, it's a hell on earth they're bringing in. And this is what they know. It's all planned years ago. This this whole thing. There's not any stage here at all to do with COVID lockdown before you even heard of COVID that wasn't discussed in think tanks step by step by step. What would the effects be here? What would the effects be there? What would yada yada? What, what's the, what did they want? What did they bring in austerity? Well, how do you do that? Shortages, create shortages. How do you do that? Put everybody out of work, <laughs> lock them down. Yada yada yada. It's all planned long, long time ago, including the, the, the fallout from depressions and so on. They knew all that would come. I've got articles here from the 90s about it, by the way. They said if they ever locked down the country for any particular thing like pandemics, these are the things that would happen. It's all happening. Also, uh, this other article here uh, came out uh, just the other day too. Flu and pneumonia killed 10 times as many Brits as COVID last week, the stats reveal. And illnesses such as influenza and pneumonia are killing more people. And um, this is recent, this is new stuff, uh, information. Uh, of deaths registered in the week ending August 28th in the UK, just 101 mentioned this coronavirus. And it says uh, the ONS, that's Office of National Statistics, states that 12.6% of the deaths were caused by flu and pneumonia against 1.1% that were caused by COVID-19. Well, even COVID-19, you can't believe anything they tell you now. They've been caught so many times lying and fudging the figure, even paying the doctors to put in their death certificate. And the hospitals, by the way, there's one one case that got attention because... um, a man got a notification from a hospital 
that his mother was diagnosed with coronavirus. Well, she was buried six months ago. And what I realized they were doing is they're back the hospitals, because they're getting paid an extra 40 to 50 grand if they put down a, a patient as being coronavirus positive, eh? especially if they can get them on ventilators, they get all that extra cash and more and more if they die of it. Well, I thought, well, they're going back through the death certificates. They try to fudge and put up the numbers for the hospital. That's what they're doing, eh? How amazing, eh? So anyway, I'll put these articles up, including the last one I just mentioned. And this one, too, with, uh, again, the, the flu killing more folk, etc. Another article, too. Uh, this, this is agenda for the 21st century, remember, with, with 2015, 2030, all these different parts of it being parts of to be, to be implemented and fulfilled by the time the next one rolls along. You see, different parts of it's all split up through the century for the meetings that they have. And when they meet in 2025 or 2030, they'll have their, their meetings and, and they'll say, this is what we've accomplished. We're on target with this, 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 and this, and this, and we're a bit behind here, here, and here, and so on. That's how it's worked. It's micromanaged, folks, our lives. This is the road to madness, how eco-obsessed councils under COVID, cover of COVID have spent millions of your money to shut roads down across Britain. May I mention this before? It says the Club of Rome said they're so happy in the end. All the agendas that they couldn't get you to fulfill through sustainability and climate change can be done under COVID, they said, right? And they won't allow, and all these articles out from the look at their websites, they boast about it and they're just having, they're dancing with glee about it. Mind you, they get huge money as well, all these, these prostitutes that literally sell out their countries and their peoples and they prosper as they do you in deliberately for a, an ugly, ugly cause. But uh, yeah, the Club of Rome said that um, they, were, they were going to force governments not to allow anything to open up that was, unless they had sustainability. Uh, assessments, meaning necessary assessments for sustainability, eco-friendly, etc., etc., right? Uh, but they mentioned the Club of Rome before, that, yeah, it's wonder- isn't it, the air so wonderfully clean now, right? Isn't that wonderful, you know, etc.? Well, there's no traffic on the road, you see. And so the, he, the, here's the next step. The road madness, how eco-obsessed councils under cover of COVID have spent millions of your money to shut Roads down across Britain. Eh? That's only one article of many, actually. And then he gave the example Marleybone Road in London, 7:30 a.m. is even more congested than usual. Seemingly endless lines of cars, taxis, lorries, and vans stretch back for at least a couple of miles. Ever since it was built in the 18th century to catch spillover traffic from busy Oxford Street to south, this road has been one of the capital's thoroughfares, a major east-to-west arterial route, yada yada yada. Until recently, it was a six-lane highway, essential for the huge quantity of vehicles, 80,000 every day, that use it. Then some years ago, it went down to four lanes for private vehicles after a bus lane was installed on either side. And now in some stretches, it's down to a single lane each way for cars, vans and lorries. Hence the gridlock, it says. And there's, there's hardly any cyclists actually using the new lanes in the Marlborough Road. There's bad people, they're not using the bicycle lanes. Eh? And it says, why just two lanes? Because London's mayor, Mayor Sadiq Khan, <laughs> has taken advantage of emergency government powers introduced this spring as a result of the pandemic to install cycle lanes financed by the taxpayers. It's amazing, these are tax money. So, so they can, they, so you get plundered that way, and then a lot of folk um, obviously can't use bicycles, 
It writes off other elderly folk too, or even middle-aged folk uh, with different problems too. It just writes them all off from participating in life and traveling. But that's the price you pay for sustainability, isn't it? So Transport for London says it's a temporary measure and under review, but many believe this change is change likely to be permanent, and the capitalist drivers, businesses, and local res- residents are furious, saying the measures are crippling trade and ruining the neighbourhood. That's one of many as they introduce the, 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 the agenda for the 21st century, huh? with its next part, 2030, etc. Um, not, not so far off, eh? And what did they say too at the last sustainability meeting? And a lot of countries signed on to end private cars in the next few years by 2030. Germany signed on to it too. It was published in the papers. Eh? Another one too is you and your democracies are there to save you and make sure that you can stay alive. Eh? That's another lie. 10 p.m. curfew could be introduced across Britain after move worked in Belgium. So I guess if they, if they chop heads off in Saudi Arabia for certain things and stuff, we should do the same in Britain, shouldn't we? Maybe it's already been happening, I think, back on it. But, um, but there you go, after move worked in Belgium. So that's just the excuse I've used for years. I've noticed that, well, they do it in this country, so let's try it here. And this is how they do um, uniformity across the world and everything, big agendas, eh? And it says it comes after drinkers and, and Bolton were told to finish their pints before being kicked out of the pub early in, in an attempt to curtail young people partying, which is thought to have led to a surge in coronavirus cases. I wonder who thought that, eh? <laughs> Can they give us any evidence for their thoughts? Hmm? So uh, so the government's going to use that too as, uh, to cut down. And says, um, had 120 cases per 100,000 people. So I guess it just tasted a whole bunch of folk, and you're guaranteed to get a certain percentage with some old decaying dead uh, virus particles in their nostrils from any kind of coronavirus, actually, even the common cold. And uh, it says, as contact tracing revealed, the rise was fueled by citizens in their 20s and 30s spending time in pubs. Well, that's a British pastime, that. I mean, it always was. Mind you, folk used to converse in pubs, and dis- and that's where you learned real things, and often from points of view, because you've got a standard point of view in the BBC that always lied to you. So folk communicated in bars. That was your meeting place for information. And that's where they eventually they put in uh, TVs there in sports to drown out conversation, folks. Uh, it was all deliberate years ago. Anyway, according to the Daily Telegraph, ministers could extend the curfew to the entire country after the measures had succeeded in Belgium, right? Eh? Uh, so they, a, a senior government source told the paper that ministers have discussed the possibility of extending it. Jeremy Hunt, he should be hunted, Tory chairman of the Commons Health and Social Care Select Committee, asked the Health Secretary on Tuesday if the government will look to South Korea and Hong Kong as examples of good practice for stemming an increase in cases and avoiding a second lockdown. Responding, Mr Hancock uh, told the Commons, in some countries, not only in the Far East, but also closer to home, they have seen a rise in cases, especially among younger people, taking action, and that has turned the curve. Well, no one's going in the hospital with it, it's been sick, folks. It's good that you can get it and not know it, because then you get immunity. Otherwise, you would get sick and you wouldn't get over it. huh? So they always give you the cases. They don't say, wait a minute, these folk, a month later, they're all, they're all fine. They've got antibodies, so they're over it. And that's what happens. Hmm? Otherwise, they'd be sick in hospital, but they're not. 
And that's what's called herd immunity. That's how you get herd immunity. That's how you've always got herd immunity in the past. But facts don't matter when there's a big agenda here, right? Another article, two households to be banned from meeting each other in Birmingham, Solihull and Sandwell. Mm. The leader of Birmingham City Council said the move comes after an increase in coronavirus-related hospital admissions. Oh, so see, the same propaganda across all the media, you see. Oh, there's a spike, a spike happening. Getting you ready for a complete lockdown for the entire winter into next year. Isn't that amazing? I mean, Fauci said at the beginning, right? remember February, after he denied that the, the US would even be hit with it, or bothered with it, when he got on, really got going with it, he said, he said, Oh, yeah, he says it's going to be total lockdown. Life will never be the same again, he said. This will last a lockdown right down into next year at least. Yeah. You can take it to the bank. They'll tell you the time. And I says, no, they'll probably give you a month or two in the summer because they, they, if, they, if they feel there's a kickback from the public, they're taking back on it. And so they'll, they'll give you a little break. Then they'll say, oh, it's spiking again. And it's exactly what the formula they're following. Yeah. So... Uh, Department of Health order was announced at a news conference in the West Midlands Combined Authority. Mm. So the COVID-19 infections in Birmingham have been increasing. It's only, no, the testing's been increasing. <laughs> Guaranteed. Remember the fellow in Africa, as a prime minister of a country there, and, he, and it, was, it was genuine. He did put in all the samples of these swabs from, even swapped fruit, he even used motor oil. He did that too and different things and sent it off to the same WHO lab in the country and they all came back positive for COVID. So there you go. He just threw the WHO group testing labs out the country. <laughs> it's such bogus nonsense. When there's agendas there, what do you think these labs are getting paid to do, folks? Big money, you know? Please your masters, eh? Oh, positive, positive, positive. So anyway, uh, it means that the city will not be able to mix with any households, indoors or private gardens, except for those in a support bubble from Tuesday. Oh. According to the National Health Service Digital Data, the seven-day rate for Birmingham to 8 September showed 78.2 cases per 100,000, with 892 cases over the period, among the highest in the city, but nobody's in hospital, was it? Or they tell you, <laughs> they're just cases, eh? Uh, but again, you, you, facts don't matter. Anyway. See, this is, this is a very important agenda. You know, they, they've worked on this for years to get this, to this step here. And motorways in England to trial, in their part, falls in with getting you off the road. Just, just coincidence. So they're going to do a trial 60 miles per hour speed limit. And this is your highways, your major highways, your motorways, and bid to boost air quality. Again, here's your agenda, you know. Uh, get them all off the roads and just fulfilling it all under COVID. Eh? So four areas of England's motorway network will have the new limits installed. I love how the democracies, the people are never ever consulted. Eh? So we travel on stretches initially of motorway combat air pollution. Well, this is for the whole country. You know where it's going eh? very quickly. And they'll give you all this, oh, it's so wonderful what's happened. They don't, mind you, if nothing's getting moved or transported, you'll starve to death because it's all brought travelled by road or rail, hmm? diesel. Eh? So anyway, uh, it's going to be cut from 70 miles per hour to 60. 
And we rolled out an area identified as exceedingly safe, or seeing safe nitrogen dioxide level limits. It says, wow, oh, there you go. It'll be forced, enforced 24 hours a day on four 4.5 mil stretches effective from the end of September, with a review after a year to check if air pollution lowers. There you go. There you go. So nitrogen oxide, it says, is released from car exhaust and leads to global warming. Oh, see, there you go, global warming. There you go. Darn, that's that global warming. You get around 40,000 premature deaths each year linked to poor air. Prove it. Give us the statistics and the facts and stuff, eh? 40,000 exactly. Not, not 40,001 or 41,000. Not just 40,000. 40000. There you go. That's when you know there's a con taking place. Ultimately, the air quality challenge will be solved at the tailpipe by vehicle manufacturers and changes in vehicle use, meaning you won't be able to drive at all. Until eh? it happens, we'll continue to our ex- extensive program of pioneering research and solutions, it says. Yeah. And they get the cops to enforce it all. Eh? Other motorway speed changes, and they've got a whole bunch of things here too. Uh, has set a target to end conventional car and van sales. There you go. See, so get the combustible engine off the road by 2040, and, by, and for almost every car and van on the road to be a zero emission vehicle by 2050. Well, they've already signed on to have that all done uh, again by 2030, I think some had signed on to. So I'll put these articles up to show you that agendas for sustainability is all underway, folks. Eh? Ohio, get ready for COVID-19 FEMA camps. That's the Federal Emergency Management Agency. And um, don't blame Democrats for Republican Governor Mike DeWine's dystopian partnering with FEMA to set up isolation camps throughout Ohio to fight COVID-19. DeWine is undeterred by multiple court orders striking down parts of his unconstitutional mandates. And as long as, uh, as our long national nightmare of 15 days to flatten the curve drags into six months, many of our nation's governors and bureaucrats are inventing new ways to wield their power. They're all getting paid off to do That's what they're put there, folks. Degrees the palms. And, and the ones who hang out there, stand out long, they stand off, they won't accept it right off the bat. Just get offered higher bribes until they go along with it. That's how the system works across the world, right? And it says, on August 31st, without much fanfare and with almost no news coverage, Ohio Governor Mike DeWine lost his way, as our, our Republican lost his way, ordered Interim Director of Health Lance M. Himes to amend the insidious and unconstitutional health order the state citizens have been suffering under since March to create what amounts to FEMA camps. So never mind that deaths in hospitals have been on the decline in Ohio since July the 1st. Actually, a lot, lot before that, the real deaths. You see, the, the COVID thing was just flattening off through May. It was going way down, boof, plummeting. Which is normal for, for these kind of viruses, by the way. Another article, too, from Zero Hedge, Woodward Book, exposes General James Mattis's plot to overthrow the U.S. government. I mean, there's no, there's no real... Disagreement about what went on here, eh? According to pre-release, except from the Washington Post, Bob Woodward writes about a discussion between General James Mattis and Director of National Intelligence Dan Coates about a plot to overthrow the elected government of the United States. 
Matis quietly went to Washington National Cathedral to pray about his concern for the nation's fate under Trump's command and, according to Woodward, told Coates, there may come a time when we have to take collective action since Trump is dangerous, he's unfit. And he's got links there to read more about it and so on. That's from Zero Hedge, that article. Uh, these Black Lives Matter riots, you see how they're all led by white, white, white youngsters, eh? And some they're not so youngsters either, by the way, you know. But as I say, apart, the ones at the top, I've no doubt about it, are, are the same characters are run by intelligence agencies, which also um, are completely connected with the big tax-free foundations, as you well know. These are part of a massive intelligence network system. And all these all these big foundations ch- under charitable causes and so on, the huge ones, eh? Like the Rockefeller and Ford Carnegie and many others. They're all connected. They're one big system of intelligence systems. And they, they, they fund the changes across the world. They fund armies to change things in different directions and systems and so on for their own good. Again, part of the big mega group, I think I'm pretty certain of, all of them are. And the ones who really lead them are using the same tactics. They're all trained by intelligence sources to do what they're doing. And the ones who follow them are just the youngsters who literally <laughs> haven't got a clue what really is behind it all. You know, they're, they're just uh, the sheep that Orwell talked about are always used in riots. And he mentioned that in Animal Farm, eh? four legs good, two legs bad. Or, or what Trotsky and Blen said, that we shall win by slogans, just short slogans, you know. That's all you hear. They can't just debate anything. They just get a slogan, like, so it's a holy, holy term, and they just keep repeating it. As it was a, a holy term, you know. That's what it was. In Article 2, a Jesuit. The Jesuits are amazing what's going on here. There's one priest in the States there that uh, his bishop uh, just disowned him, basically, and his bishop is a Jesuit. But this priest was just giving online talks. Uh, I guess it's, it's like like um, internet sermons and he talked about the, the terrible um, the, the, the people can't vote for folk who are promoting rioting and, and, and the destruction of the church and the destruction of the country and his Jesuit bishop I think came down on them for it so the Jesuits are an amazing group aren't they? they always were and they were actually made illegal at one time but they seem to be dominating everything again but this Jesuit-led parish, in our parish, there's a different article, asked parishioners to take a pledge affirming that white privilege must end. Yeah? And it says the Jesuit-led Roman Catholic parish is asking its parishioners to recite a pledge for racial justice during Mass that affirms white privilege and the culture of white supremacy must be dismantled. And so the Reverend Kenneth Bowler Society of Jesus passed to the Church of St. Francis Xavier as parishioners to recite the Pledge for Racial Justice after communion. This, this is disgusting, what's going on in churches. What's that going to do with churches? Churches are supposed to be for everybody. You, you don't start putting people up or down in churches. Huh? Big agendas on the go away. Big agendas. Never mind the fact that a lot of the Protestant churches are being funded from overseas. <laughs> They're finding the pastors now. Again, the Bernays technique, don't bother getting the flocks to persuading them individually, just get the ones who lead them. So a lot of the, these um, TV evangelists were, 
were set up. That's all come out. Even from Israel, they've admitted it from Israel when they found out a lot of their, the money from their own budget was going to these pastors to have them on board to be pro-Israel so all their flock would be pro-Israel and pro-the wars, etc. I'll put these articles up. Eh? It's just kind of interesting to see how things really work. But it shouldn't be shocking to anybody. I mean, it's the same with lobbying. Every country in the world, if, you, if you're a wealthier country, every country that's not, is it, even the ones who are maybe more wealthy, are, it, are there lobbying to get more cash for their countries from you. you know, that's what happens. Because they use your countries like a bank account. Your country shouldn't be loaning money out even to other nations. I mean, who started this whole system? That didn't used to exist, you know. <laughs> and you are the guarantors always to pay off debts from loans that cannot, and they, they don't expect them to be paid back. But the folk your own country, you put down as guarantors, and you end up paying it over and over and over. Then they give them another loan. It's a racket, a racket, folks. It's gangsterism, that's what it is. It's always done under the guise of, of doing good, isn't it? And, oh, here's another one. And all the, the characters are in on the money, eh, getting the money off you. Long, long awaited, well, you're all waiting breathlessly, eh? long awaited National Health Service COVID contact tracing app will finally launch in England and Wales in two weeks. Departments of Health announces a day after Sturgeon launched it in Scotland. There you go. So they've got England, Scotland and Wales, apparently. Uh, this, this app here is um, a contact tracing app to launch on September 24. There you go. Mm-mm-mm. It's a game changer. Like all, these, all these promotional things you'll see in advertising for all the other products, they use the same term. It's a game changer, right? Eh? Be ready by me. But its rollout was repeatedly delayed because the software struggled to pass trials on the Isle of Wight. They always use islands and stuff for these trials, don't they? And it'll add to the NHS test and trace service, which aims to track down people who have been close to the infected with the coronavirus. It will use Bluetooth to keep an anonymous log of everyone each user has been close to and alert them. You're talking about Stasi. I mean, you imagine attorneys in the past, they would drool for this kind of power, folks. And this is, it's got nothing to do with COVID. Huh? Huh? Nothing. I've got other articles here, I'll put them all up, by the way, and the links to them, from the sources, which admit that for every person, that they're testing positive, and you've got a broken particle, they can't tell you if it's live, dead, or long dead, or if it's from somebody else, because your nose, they're always dying off, you know, all these different viruses, always. That's your first level of defense on all the stuff that's out there. And so particles of the DNA will show up as positive. They know this, it's a complete con. Complete and utter con. But in fact, it's got nothing to do. It's a huge agenda, massive agenda for altering the the world and how we live and how we're ruled, folks, post-democratic. So that you want it. So for everyone that they're going to test positive, they say they can put down, but for the computer models, another 10 per person probably came in contact with them. It's all made up bogus nonsense. (laughs) <laughs> Coronavirus Oxford vaccine trial facing challenge as volunteers suffer suspected serious adverse reaction. <sighs> so they're investigating where the unexplained illness is linked to the vaccine. Mm-mm-mm. Isn't that amazing, eh? 
And by the way, some of them at Oxford that they're in with the big grants also worked at Wuhan. <laughs> Just coincidence, though, eh? The Oxford coronavirus vaccine trials facing a challenge the health sector has, made, has, put, has put on hold you a suspected serious adverse reaction in one of its fault. By the way, when you look at all the different studies, 80% of the public are getting bad reactions to all different degrees. You see, well, that wasn't as bad. He only collapsed once and, you know, he broke out in a sweat. He mumbled a bit of nonsense and, you know, but he's okay now, maybe. <laughs> but here's this one here anyway. They voluntarily paused vaccination until a review of safety data. It was a routine action speeding up the investigation to minimise any potential impact on the trial's timeline. Eh? All this stuff is untested. Eh? It takes 10 years minimum to test but they're going to rush it all through in one year and give it to you anyway. <laughs> so, uh, but here anyway, it's back on, on, on track. I, get, I tell you what, I bet you anything they got the poor sod that uh, ended up with a bad, bad reaction. And and, so, and they probably started off saying, you know, maybe it was something you ate. What do you think? Oh, no, no, didn't you? Really, you, know, uh, you know, we can give you a few a few more bucks, you know, here. And um, and they offer us some. And, and they'll say, well, well, it probably was something you ate or something. Eh? And, well, no, no. It doubled the price. Blah, blah, blah. And eventually you get to the right sum. Okay, okay, that's probably something I ate. You, know? you think this doesn't go on? <laughs> it happens all the time with these kind of things, eh? When you have millions and billions riding on uh, of taxpayers' money, riding on private enterprise for big corporations, and this is what happens. Eh? They won't tell you what the reaction was, by the way. That's so interesting. That's pretty standard. And uh, again, other ones too, even the Moderna, they had, they had reactions and different people. They'd, remember the other guy ended up in hospital too in the States with something similar, you know, similar, probably similar symptoms. And and that one was willing to go and do it again. <gasps> he must go offered an awful lot of money, or he's desperate. The World Bank, eh? This is not supposed to be out there, I believe, but um, it was initially for just for internal use. But they admit on it that uh, it says after consideration, it's publicly available, but it's not widely publicly available, <laughs> I suppose. And. Um, this goes into, it's quite interesting when you read it, a strategic and preparedness and response program uh, by the World Bank, and it's got all the different guidelines and abbreviations and acronyms there, which are interesting themselves, because they're not, not supposed, they don't want you to understand what they're prattling on about. But I'll just mention here, before I go any further, what it contains within it, PDF from the World Bank. It talks about all the countries from all the, the the money they're getting from other countries to to supply the third world countries through this whole COVID idea. Uh, it runs into billions and billions and billions of dollars. You say that you want to pay back, but a lot of them really haven't had much problem with COVID. However, that's got nothing to do with it. Nothing, that's always a way of it, isn't it? <laughs> it's a great excuse, regardless. But it does say, and you know, I think it's on page six. They say that this agenda for preparedness for COVID and, and um, emergency and so on is going to last up to 2025. And it can be renewed, of course, at the end of it. That's what they always do with these sunset clauses, etc. So you're looking at five years of this minimum. Yeah? 
completely different world at the end of it, obviously, because everything's going to change under this, this whole world system. And that's the point of it. That's the purpose of it, with the present uh, loans and so on that they're getting from other countries to give to other countries. But they're preparing for up to 2025 before it changes to any other system. So you can pretty well take it to the bank, literally, the World Bank, that this COVID idea is to last at least to 2025. Remember, the world is never to be the same again, according to, to Fauci and many others that are in on the big gang at the top that are all profiting from it. And are all part of it, actually, big, big in more ways than you'd ever imagine. But uh, it's a good article to go through for those who want to, you know, take time and, and go through step by step by step. And the call is different. See, the World Bank is a strange organization. It's privately owned, but it uses every other country's money, which is a, it's not really that foreign an idea, is it? We can look into other ones that started up with it. And, uh, and they've got other countries to sign on for all these grants and loans that they, they dish out to other countries after skimming a lot off it. Because it's a private organization, like most things are, like the Bank for International Settlements is, is really private, just like the, the U.S. Federal Reserve is private as well. There you go. But I'll put it up for those who want to go through it. It's interesting. But it does give you more idea that this is meant to last for quite a few years for the agenda, you know, for the whole agenda. Sustainability. They mention sustainability and things like that in it as well, yeah. Because all the guys they know are well in. Well, even that wasn't supposed to be given to the public initially. They had to go through different trials. Say, well, yeah, I guess we've censored enough stuff out of it. We can dish it out now to the public. Which tells you you're always getting lied to, right? Eh? There's not a single institution out there that's going to tell you any truth. Getting back to 9-11, it was the same thing there, you know. I thought about the time. The head for for the time in Britain of the GCHQ who's also in, tel- in, in charge of really the MI6 groups as well. And on all the other, they're under an umbrella in Britain and have been since the time of Victor Rothschild, who was the head of it all then. He was in charge, of, he eventually became in charge of all the intelligence agencies in Britain. But uh, that's it's still the same today. But the head of it came out after 9-11 uh, because the, the US was saying, oh, why didn't anybody tell us? And they came out and said, and I remember, that I, I even recorded it at the time off the radio, but he mentioned it, and it was on a, a, a international program. And he said, we did tell you. He says, we told you to watch out what was going to happen, that the towers were a target, yada, yada. And it was dismissed, you see. And that did happen. And other ones did do it. People in Israel come out and say the same thing. We all knew this. They said it was impossible in this day and age to keep secrets, electronic secrets, that are from all the chatter. They, 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 they got collecting, collection. You've seen these big, massive golf ball things across Australia and different places. They're putting them now in um, across the Mediterranean now huh? as well. Israel's involved with that one as well in the Mediterranean, huh? an island there. It collects all the data. There's not a single transmission from any source that they can't capture. Yeah. And it's been the same for 2001 as well. That's what they said. This is it's impossible. They knew all this was going to happen. You can, they, these folk can't keep quiet about it. They, they'd have to have no cell phones or communications of any electronic devices at all to, to get together and plan things. Never mind not getting seen, getting together to even have the planning <laughs> on camera. Everyone's on camera now. 
So in this day and age, you can't stop it. So it's the same thing that you're seeing today with the drugs coming in. They can they, they could stop that if they wanted to. There's no intention to. This is the days of SOMA, you know, they legalize certain drugs now. And they want the country stoned. Again, going back to the different articles by the military characters in DARPA, and the Pentagon, they talk about this mind-altering uh, techniques that they're using for compliance. And so how do you get compliance? Well, if you drug folk, they're generally pretty compliant, you know. You can argue about this. No, no, no. You do what we tell you. Oh, sure, okay. Depending, you know, heavy tranquilizers, no problem. And you'll get some, comp- you won't get any effective work out of them, but you certainly get compliance for doing what they're told or behaving in some way or another. Unless they're on the other types, you know, the, 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 the mix, the cocktail mix of fentanyl and massive amphetamines at the same time, or, or cocaine, you know. Then they, they, it would take ten folk to hold them down if they even understood where they were. You really think they don't know all about everybody else, including all of you out there that are doing the right thing? Of course they do, you know? And they know who, who the leaders are, and they won't arrest the leaders because they're all working for the agencies. <laughs> Have you thought about all the children that Epstein is admitted to? The Epstein had thousands of young young females went through uh, that, that this group, the selective system, <laughs> and yet they haven't found many of them, have they? What happened to them? A, a lot of folk, a lot of these, these youngsters, you know, if they, they if they really wisened up or realized what was going on or whatever, or just said no, they wouldn't be allowed to, to continue if they could point to, to individuals or important, you know. As far as I'm concerned, everyone's important, but these folk, you know, important people. <laughs> and we know that Epstein said to some of these women, and they're getting testimony that, he, he kept telling them to realize how powerful these people are, you know, what would happen if if, if, N, if N came out, blah, blah, and just, they're all warned off. You know, it's in California, they're allowing this another step talk towards uh, having sex with children, legalizing it, where they say that uh, if the person who's having, this is a step, you see, it's a step, one of the many steps I've taken over the years, and they said that uh, if, as long as the person who's having sex with a minor is, is, is at least 10 years older than them, not, not more than 10 years older than the minor, right? this is how they're taking it. Well, then that will get expanded and expanded in two years' time. And you know how it's working because that's the agenda, folks. They said that in 2001, the same year as 9-11 happened, when they had that big meeting with the different groups of um, for censor. Uh, control, they wanted, they wanted to do away with censorship and so on. They had professors from Canada and the States and all attend this world meeting about censorship and anti-censorship and, and how, we, how, how far they could go pushing the envelope. And, um, and many of them were actually censors themselves for organizations that work with government. So they all attend. They're not there. You think they're there to help you or to save you from... No, no, they're there to decide how much they push the envelope to completely destroy society, a la the Frankfurt School techniques. Eh? Everything to be completely destroyed right down to even when necrophilia in your culture was prevalent. They said that wouldn't be enough, according to Adorno and Horkheimer at the Frankfurt Institute, as they called it. <laughs> Just astonishing. And you're living through all that happening, and folk can't recognize it for what it is. So, yeah, well, it goes on and on, eh? Total destruction of everything, every, even the trace or memory 
off your society has to be eradicated and start with statues, you see. You know? Even the folk who are hauling down the statues don't get it yet. <laughs> They're all getting used for a different agenda. The road to madness, so eco-obsessed councils under COVID guys have spent millions of euro money to shut the roads across Britain. Again, another one on the roads. and Because, um, yeah, it's all... You'll be cleaner air, but you can't travel anywhere. You can't even get out of your house for a walk, by the way, unless you can prove where you're going, like Australia. Eh? And uh, another one to Dr. Pam Popper on impeaching the governor of Ohio on how Christians are being influenced to take the vaccine. Again, Bernays said, don't go door to door, go to organizations, churches are good, get the preachers, and he'll convince the flock to go along with whatever you want. That's Bernays, they've never changed the idea. And so the Ohio State Representative John Becker led Republicans in drafting 10 articles of impeachment against Ohio Governor Mike DeWine citing the governor's actions like implementing a statewide mask mandate, closure of businesses, stay-at-home orders, and more as abuses of power. Uh, according to the Ohio Constitution, the House of Representatives has a sole power of impeachment but requires a majority vote. Dr. Popper reported that a group of uh, prominent evangelicals are calling on Christians to follow the advice of public health experts, wear masks, get vaccinated, and correct misinformation and conspiracy theories. Oh, so there you go. Use the churches. For the pledge was drafted by leaders of BioLogos. BioLogos is a company, non-profit organization, eh? <laughs> Again, they're all part of the big, big uh, chain society groups. Uh, founded by Francis Collins, who's director of the National Institute of Health. <laughs> it's, now, it's just a coincidence. That, founded by the Francis Collins, director of the National Institute of Health, who's also Anthony Fauci's boss. That's just coincidence, for goodness sake. It's conspiracy theory. Dr. Popper says that while Christians are being recruited by BioLogos, which claims to represent Christian interests, the founder of the organization has accepted funding from the Templeton Foundation that's involved in depopulation efforts in Africa that were initiated by Bill Gates. <laughs> this is quite a good little article here, and I'll put that one up too. Everything sounds so bizarre until you look into it. You say, my goodness, it's true, you know. Yeah. I mentioned it before. Bishop threatens canonical penalties for priests whose viral video warned Catholics cannot be Democrats. He's talking about the, the rioting and all the rest of it, and destruction of the family, yada, yada, yada. And this is the one that, that gave the talk on live streaming at the Mass. And he said that this is probably his last... Mass that we would give them live streaming because of the incredible hate mail he's got from all the terrorists in the country. You know, yeah, there you go. And again, I've mentioned before, his it's a Jesuit bishop I think, above him that kind of disowned this priest for saying it. Behavioral paper supporting the consensus statement on mass testing, TFMS, twenty seventh August, twenty twenty. And its behavioural teams are all working on the multidisciplinary task and finishing group on mass testing, TFMS, right? That's the team, multidisciplinary task and finishing group on mass testing. There you go. Uh, And it says, if you use assistive technology, blah, blah, no, they say it can't be used for that. This is a background paper and was not considered a SAGE meeting, right? Okay, SAGE meetings. That's the emergency group that was set up supposedly to, to call on us and manage it all. <laughs> it is a supporting paper for the T- 
TFMS consensus statement on mass testing, which was considered at SAGE 53 on 27th August 2020, which reviewed in context the paper was the best assessment of the evidence at the time of writing, the pictures developing rapidly, and as new evidence, evidence of data emergencies, SAGE updates its advice accordingly. Therefore, some of the information in the paper may have been superseded in the author's opinion or conclusion may since have developed. So they get into some of this, this documentation here. And um, these are the groups, mind you, that, that, that tell the media how you terrify the public by exaggerating all the different things they're told to give to the public and tell the public, right? So it's, uh, I'll give you this links for those who want to get it, uh, all the data from their own site. It's interesting to go through it, as all these different groups. These are the same groups that say that they're told that the... the they gave handouts to all the different uh, journalists and newspaper organizations telling them to, to exaggerate things, to terrify and, and, and really increase the tension and anxiety amongst the public so that they, could, they would conform to, to all the instructions they were getting. Obedience, eh? Rather just get, get the basic... See, you can't get them the basic truth, so we'd all just ignore it because it's just rubbish, you see. So they have to lie to you because it's a huge agenda here. It's nothing to do with... COVID is the excuse, Operation Moonshot, right? Britain is one of the most bankrupt countries in the world in real, real time, real you know, financial you know, sums and so on. And it's all bogus money we're living in on with anyway by the, the gang at the top, right? Operation Moonshot, £100 billion right? plan could see the entire UK population tested for coronavirus in just a week, it says here. They're throwing their money around like madness, eh? During this whole no, and again, it's all to their pals that 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 run the systems and own all the test swabs and the, the labs and yada 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 yada. Endless testing, which is complete bogus nonsense, but that doesn't matter. Remember what the World Bank said: the program that they're running will will, will continue right now with the borrowing and so on, giving all these different countries under the under the COVID crisis. To 2025. Huh? You getting the picture? And it, after that time, you'll be, you're living in a, a different world altogether. Post, not this democratic, post-consumerist and irrationing and all the rest of it, but completely managed by experts in electronics, managing, watching and, and, and <laughs> following your every move, every thought that you have. Bill Gates steered $250 million to mainstream media to control the narrative. That's just coincidence, though. He's, he's a generous guy. And, I mean, the media nearly need that money right now. If they would take it, no problem. The prostitutes that they are. Columbia Journalism Review Expose revealed that to control global journalism, Bill Gates steered $250 million to major news media outlets, including the BBC, the NPR, NBC, Al Jazeera, ProPublica, National Journal, The Guardian, The New York Times, Univision, and many more. Gates also funneled unknown sums via subgrants to an army of independent fact-checkers, uh, including the, the Pointer Institute and Gannett, to silence detractors and to debunk charges that Gates had championed biometric chips implanted, contraceptive drugs, vaccine identification, tattoos, satellite video surveillance, and COVID vaccines. He, he paid them all off. To cover his behind, and even though all the, the all the stuff to silence the tractors and debunk charges, the fact is, 
MIT came out with it with the thing that Bill Gates had helped finance the whole idea for, for the biometric implanted corners, uh, chips and so on. Tattoos, that is, for the vaccines. Eh? So he bought the media and during the pandemic and mainstream news outlets have treated Bill Gates as a public health expert despite his lack of medical training. That's quite a good article. I'll put this one up too. There's so many I could read right through, but there's just no time for all. Coronavirus Act 2020. And um, I'll put this one up as well. It's from the, the, the government, British government, I think. Emergency registration of nurses and other health and care professionals. Emergency arrangement concerning medical practitioners, Wales. Emergency arrangements concerning medical practitioners, Scotland. And emergency registration and extension of prescription powers, or prescribing powers for pharmaceutical chemists in Northern Ireland. Temporary emergency registration of social workers, England, Wales. Temporary registration of social workers, Scotland. It's all these different, this is an official, you know, one from the government, by the way, to these organizations, eh? And these pharmacists and government departments, medical departments, and so on. And uh, it's interesting to, again, to to, to waste your life going through all this stuff, because there's stacks of it out there, where it goes through uh, indemnity. Very important here. They know what's going to happen here, right? And it says that indemnity for health services activity, Scotland, meaning whatever the effect it has, because they're getting all the vaccinations and so on, right? And they probably won't give you treatment in the hospital. So another order that they'll get probably, you know, stick you in on some kind of ventilator or something that kills you. Indemnity for health and social care activity, Northern Ireland, National Health Service, continuing health care assessments, England, and it's got other indemnities too. Uh, oh yeah. Um, England and Wales, yeah, so indemnity for theirs. And uh, let's see, compensatory uh, money for emergency volunteers. I said you probably pay them off to shut up to see what they saw. Because <laughs> why would you pay volunteers, eh? Kind of oxymoronic. Um, so it's, it's given emergency registration uh, of different groups, as I've said before. Where they're going to come. But literally, it's, it's, like, it's like commandeering for a military service. That's what it's like, eh? But indemnity for anything that's done to the general public from all these organizations, from big pharma, doctors, nurses, hospitals, and so on. Whatever happens to you, you can't sue them. They're, they're all getting special. They're getting off with murder, <laughs> I suppose. <laughs> Why else would you do this? And um, they've got different disclosures here. Disapplication by Welsh ministers, DPS provision. Suspension of requirement to hold inquests with jury. Interesting, too. Suspension of requirement to hold inquests with Northern Ireland, as England and Wales. Uh, deaths in custody from natural illness is also, they, they, they suspend all these inquests. So we're all for going to die here, obviously. This is official stuff from the government, from the Crown. Um, schools, temporary closure of educational institutions, childcare premises, temporary con- uh, continued education, training and childcare. And so different things with statutory sick pay, etc. to all the different people involved. National uh, Health Service Pension Scheme Suspension of Restrictions on Return to Work England and Wales Not Wales, obviously Wales It's like Wales eh? And um, same thing for Scotland And Northern Ireland uh, power, to, uh, power of public health Powers to act for protection of public health Power to suspend port operations That's interesting 
and personally into potentially infectious persons. So there's a whole bunch of these camps you've put into regards of, or you've been, you were 20 mile within within this person's range, you know, that was maybe infected, eh? So you're shoved into these things. So powers relating to poten- potentially infectious persons, potentially, right? Powers relating to events, gatherings, and premises. This is all official stuff. It's going to be enforced by the law, courts, and tribunals. Use of video and audio technology. Expansion of availability of live links in criminal proceedings. Expansion of availability of live links in other criminal hearings. Public participation in proceedings conducted by video or audio. Live links in magistrates' court appeals against requirements or restrictions imposed on a potentially infectious person. Use of live links in legal proceedings. In other words, if they've caught you in a video anywhere, um, after looking at your because they're, all, they're all, all got your apps on your phone already, by the way, they're tracking your phones, but the apps, <laughs> you see, so they know where you've been and where you've, at times and all the rest, and who is near you, blah, 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 blah. So they also can, they can lock it in with these where you've been with video surveillance at the time. It's all done instantly. Now they can, they, they can punch it in and get actual cameras that watched you, etc., wherever you happen to be. And, and collusion with your the times in your phone for placement and uh, postponement. Here's the thing: postponement of elections, huh? referendums, and recall petitions and canvass. Huh. So elections and referendums due to be held in England in period after March the fifteenth, twenty twenty, and after May. And then power to postpone a certain other elections and referendums, power to postpone recall petition, power to make supplementary provisions. So they can change it to whatever the way they want, power to make supplementary, etc. provisions. Northern Ireland, time of canvas and assembly by elections. Wow, this is quite the. <laughs> this is quite. This is the top of the page, eh? There's 359 pages here. This is from the Crown, eh? Uh uh uh. This is the big one, huh? Mm-mm-mm, I tell ya. Whoa, 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 this is, this would take you a while to go through this one, indeed. Power, it's all about powers, 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 you know. There's a whole list of powers to this, powers to that, blah, blah, blah. And a different chapter, isn't it? Well, be it enacted by the Queen's Most Excellent Majesty, by and with advice and consent of the Lord's spiritual and temporal <laughs> and commons, <laughs> In this present Parliament assembled by the authority of the same as follows, Part One: Main provisions, interpretation, meaning, and you go south with the meaning of coronavirus and related terminology. So, coronavirus means severe acute respiratory syndrome, coronavirus two. Coronavirus disease means COVID nineteen, official designation of disease which can be caused by coronavirus. Contamination, however expressed, is a reference to infection or contamination with coronavirus. Mm-mm-mm. Bye, yeah, yeah. I tell you, this is a whole huge document here. Anyway, I'll put this one up too for those that want to get grey hair and uh, maybe live long enough to get a pension at the end of it, maybe. If they ever even have that. German doctor, COVID-19 vaccine could prove to be the biggest mistake, he says. And um, the first vaccine, he says, uh, was developed at the end of the 18th century by English country doctor Edward Jenner. 
generous success with Soros owning the remains, the blueprint for all vaccination programs to this day. Smallpox vaccine shows the four characteristics that, that characterize a good vaccine candidate. The disease to be vaccinated against must be so serious that it justifies the vaccination of a large number of people. This is because healthy people who may never come into contact with the pathogen are vaccinated. Therefore, one must be sure that the benefits outweigh the risks with great certainty and by a large margin. This is not the case. If it's not the case, vaccination constitutes a bodily injury. So you must fulfill certain criteria first, you see. This precautionary principle, which is expressed in the dictum primum nihil nocere, which is first do no harm, has been the guiding principle of all medical action for more than 2,000 years. The sensitivity is also the reason why for so long vaccine production was exclusively in the hands of the government. The pathogen must also not change. Listen, this is important. If frequent mutations occur... Vaccination is like shooting at a moving target with a fixed gun. You can hit the bullseye, but you usually miss. Thirdly, the pathogen should occur only in humans because its eradication is possible only if it does not find shelter in animals. Do you get that there? Finally, vaccination should provide long-term and comprehensive protection against the targeted disease. Then he goes through the usual way of making vaccines. It takes six to ten years. First, a vaccine must be produced in cell cultures and chicken eggs or by means of molecular biological processes. However, this production represents only a small part of the overall development, particularly demanding. It's a testing which takes place in a preclinical phase in the test tube and in animal experiments, followed by three clinical phases in test subjects. In the first clinical phase, the tolerability of the vaccine is usually tested in fewer than 100 people. Questions are answered such as, does redness or pain occur at the injection site? Does it lead to inflammation? Are there deaths? If the vaccine survives this phase, it lasts from weeks to months. The second phase will involve up to 1,000 test persons to determine whether the vaccination causes an immune reaction at all. If it's the case, then the vaccine does not show any serious side effects. The third and longest test phase follows. Most cases, 30,000 to 50,000 test persons are divided into two groups, one of whom receives a new vaccine, the other a placebo. Both groups are then usually exposed to an infection with the target pathogen for four to six years. After this period, it's investigated where the vaccine group has fewer or at least milder infections than the placebo group. Long-term observation of many people also serves to detect rare, serious side effects. And he goes on and on and on about how, literally, um, this is a politicized virus. And it doesn't doesn't fill all the different uh, qualifications to even be given in the first place. Because animals get it too, right? You can pass back and forth to all kinds of animals. There's no guarantee of any long-term immunity, even though you're getting immunity with natural herd immunity from folk just spreading it around without even getting sick, like like a lot of viruses. Eh? And they're rushing it through with all this all this massive testing. They want to do it. They want to do like ten years testing within the same year. Huh? You see. And the one that they're testing out in the States and probably Canada is one that's going to alter your DNA for epithelial cells permanently. And your body is going to alter your cells in your body permanently into a different type of cell. Huh? I don't think so. But I'll put this article up. 
Now, Toronto was one of the first cities put down for a smart city, eh? which is all tied in with this Google idea, which just happens to be all planned for the COVID thing long before COVID came along. And uh, the Internet of Things with the track and trace your every single movement for the rest of your lives, which again has been done because of COVID. It's COVID, you see. It's they're just pure luck that they came up with the idea long before it. So uh, this article goes back to May 26. It was Google cancelled its smart city plans for Toronto because some folk realised that, um, some local councillors and all that, realised it was a big takeover um, of a, an organisation. Well, of course it was. Pams get greased. Now, the folk who hold out in these things, right, uh, the councillors and that generally just wait for a, for a bigger offer. That's, that's how all politics works, folks. If you, if you only have a, a point of view and, and you're steadfast, you wouldn't all... But these folk do it all the time. It's because they get bribed, you see. That's what happens. But this was back in May, and they put down... I remember reading it at the time, where they talked about... Uh, it would include autonomous cars, innovative ways to collect rubbish and shared spaces for communities to come together in new ways, etc., etc. And about this, this sidewalk lab sister company to Google had earmarked disused land in Toronto, Canada for this bold urban experiment which hoped would become a model for other cities around the world. You want to be completely owned by the corporate society or the system they are living under today. Completely owned by them from birth to death. Track traced the whole bit. Huh? And and again, it all ties in with rationing, doesn't it? Because you're, you're going into rationing whether you like it or not. Uh, uh, <laughs> In a post-cash world, eh? Hmm. I tell you. Multidisciplinary task and finish group on mass omissions before, eh? Mass testing, behavioral consideration. This is from, again, the same group on SAGE that, that in psychological warfare, the department that was subcontracted by them. Effective mass testing for population case detection, SARS-CoV-2, will require higher rates of testing and self-isolation and 90% to achieve equitability in any targeted population. Outlined below are key elements of any mass testing program that could go some way towards achieving this. And this goes on and on. Again, you'd be really old and wrinkled by the time you finish all these things to read, you know. But your government agencies and all these thousands of parasitical agencies that jump on board during any crisis, eh? that's why they love crisis and promote crisis, because they just, the money's just tossed at them like you wouldn't believe they'd come up with this rubbish, you know. Screeds and screeds of rubbish that then they hand to the government politicians. They don't know what to do with them except pass them into law. And they find that the corporations then rule your entire life. And that's already here. But all, they've got different fines on it too. And and um, how much fines they give you. Self-reported about to self-isolate or quarantine is three times lower and those with incomes less than 20,000. Have you, they've got it worked out who can afford what, yeah? to self-isolate and who can't and, and how much they fine people by and blah, blah, blah if they, if they break their quarantine or whatever it happens to be, even if they're not really infected, eh? Mm. Let me see now. Remember to, back in again, remember to send a few bucks my way, cutting through the matrix.com. Very important. They help me tick along here because I have no axe to grind in politics or other. I state the nasty world as it really is to those that want to know about it. And at least you, you'll find you don't get depressed with it. You really don't. You only get depressed if you're living and it's a nervous wreck, believing it all and getting terrified by it. If you're not terrified by it, you won't be a nervous wreck. 
and you can at least make some decisions to help yourself. And hopefully, as I've said before, you've got a few friends, not many, you know. Uh, if, you, if you have five friends in your life, uh, real friends, then you've, you've made a, a big breakthrough because most folk don't even get, really get real. You have lots of acquaintances, you know. It's like a cycle, psychopaths. At parties, you know, you walk in the door and the woman who's holding it, oh, hi, hi, you know, as though you're royalty and just walked in. But I mean, she'll say that to every single person. And as soon as she can't use you, you, that's you. She's out out of her head altogether. It's a hysterical psychopath attention seeker, you know. And that's how most folks, I've got someone, no, they don't have friends at all, they've got acquaintances. You're like like Plato said, you're lucky to get four or five friends in your entire life, you know. So if you even have a couple, just, just just promise to help each other out. Just because it's, times are going to get really really tough, and, and you've got to make sure you're the right people. Folk who won't crack when when pressure is applied, because, because occasionally you may have to break some little stupid rule, and they've got a whole plethora of rules, an avalanche of rules to come on you, in order to basic for basic survival. Uh, an article too about all these safe vaccinations. I've got an article at the beginning about uh, the, the, when they met the World Health Organization for Vaccination Month in 2019 and how they're going to promote all the safe vaccinations. And so here's one World Health Organization says oral vaccine caused the new polio outbreak in Africa. And uh, that was an, that's, re, that's another one because they did it before, I think, in parts of India after the Bill Gates Organization went out with the oral vaccine as well with live. And and then now they've got a a, a new type of wild strain of polio that was created in the lab through the vaccines. There you go. How's that? And they want to take them. They're they're safe for you. So two young children, Sudan, there's two of many, I'm sure, are now paralyzed after vaccinations. That's acceptable, it would say Bill Gates, you know. Organ harvesting means the cause for life is threatened like never before. Good article. And come on down was Bob Barker's invitation to contestants in The Price is Right, the most popular game show ever to air network TV. In many ways, the liberal left today resembles a giant rig game show with politicians and mainstream media giving their cronies the right price. The Democrats' 2020 National Convention was a giant pre-taped game show with no substance, no policy, no plans, just platitudes and gaslighting. When Joe Biden said on one day, we're in a battle for the soul of the nation. He was right. We are in a battle with a party that supports killing. He mentioned the unborn babies and selling their body parts. Encouraging mob action uh, vilifies and demands to defund the police and labels many citizens deplorables. The Democrat game show is decades long. In 1970s, politicians and mainstream media already played to planned parenthood and the liberal left trying to get a fair shake for the babies was harder than selling ice at the North Pole. And it goes through some of the history of it there too. These are things you've got to look at if you want to know. How can you possibly come to any moral conclusion about humanity in itself or what's going to be done to you when you've already given up? You're the right that folk are special, that all life is special. When you've been trained that you're just another lowly animal, in fact, you're lower down the totem pole than most animals. How you been? How you been trained? Look, look at the youngsters today that literally are, are out rioting and screaming, and it's really despair you're hearing, because they've, they've had that brainwashing them from school to the present time, till they hate themselves and everything else around them. Total despair. 
I've said before, suicide is, is, is despair and anger turned inwards. Eh? Murder is when you turn outwards. Now another one too. The R number and growth rate in the UK. Mm-mm-mm. And this one here is it's to do with, with uh, this is how they work it out for, the, for their statistics. Eh? An R number between 1 and 1.2 means that on average every 10 people infected will infect between 10 and 12 other people. <laughs> That's where they pump up all the numbers, eh? I tell you. And again, the same mantra. Coronavirus, coronavirus cases soared by 3,487 in the UK in the highest Saturday rise in four months as the sage advisor warns nation is on the brink of losing control of the outbreak. Oh, oh my God, I'm breathless just reading it. Oh, wow, scary stuff, eh? I guess, remember they got rid of the other guy from, uh, that was put in charge of it, Ferguson, remember, with his massive statistics that are all fudged and so on. And... Uh, because it's all done by computerized. The computer will spit out anything you want. So you say, well, if every person that's going to test positive just add another 10 to it per person, it's all bogus, isn't it? As I said before, article after article over the last few months, you get fragments of this in every test that you do, in most people. It's present in your, in your nasal system, sinuses, even in your throat. Dead particles, particles of it. That's what happens when you, when you catch things. You, your system kills it immediately. For most, it's happening all the time, regardless of COVID. It's long before COVID came along. This particular COVID, anyway. So he's a scare take because they're going to lock you down into this five-year plan, eh? And uh, Scientific Advisory Group for Emergencies. Oh, there you go. That's the SAGE group, eh? Tells you a bit of what they are. And, uh, again, private bodies. And they, and they encompass a lot of psychologists, neuroscientists, and behaviorists. Uh, people who are trained to lie and better with better techniques to persuade you. They're born persuaders, you see. And uh, there you go. Antifa radical arrested for arson in Washington State, caught on highway after live streaming on Facebook before arrest. Mm-mm-mm. What a, a fool this guy was, eh? He actually, should, <laughs> they always think that it's such big. Look, I'm, I'm a real hero. I'm, I'm, I'm burning places down. I'm doing really good for the for the cause, eh? And he, he was on Facebook streaming it as he was doing it. Hey, hey, Sweden violence is extremely serious now, eh? Well, we saw the masses coming out under the guise of, of <laughs> from from different, you know, Africa too. Eh? Enough lot of people from refugees, supposedly from different all over Africa, under the guise of uh, refugees and um, of a healthy looking guys, very fit as well, well fed, eh? and flooding into again Sweden. Sweden had helped too. There's even people in Sweden who who did videos and who was help. They were helping to bring them all in because they wanted to destroy the Swedish people as a Swedish um, ethnic group. You know, homo, destroy the homogeneity. One of the women said about it. In fact, it's important that this is done. She said. So here's the outcome of it all, too. As we all know, the police must ensure that the criminals arrested and can be prosecuted. The criminals need to disappear from our streets and squares so that no more ruthless crimes are committed. We work intensively around the clock. Despite this, as a severe violence continues, Sweden's National Police Chief Anders Thornburg, August 29, 2020. This is Gothenburg's Ali Khan. 
Ali Khan. See, Ali Khan clan. It's a clan called Ali Khan. It's like a mafia group. has been reported to the police more than 200 times, but the police had to close almost all cases because the gang threatens the victims and witnesses to stay silent. This weekend, two boys were subjected to terrible atrocities in a cemetery in Solna for an entire night on Tuesday. A teacher in Gothenburg was kidnapped and beaten after contacting the police. What we're now experiencing almost daily is not normal. Sweden should start by making it a crime to be part of a criminal gang. You think you'd already have that, wouldn't you? Mind you, the governments would have been included in the same way that it should be a crime to be part of a terrorist organisation. Ulf Christensen, uh, leader of the opposition moderate party, in a Facebook post. Unfortunately, there is a grudge against Christian culture amongst certain groups in the Church of Sweden and Malmo, cannot be passive while the Christian cultural heritage is vandalised, Sweden Democrats Party, August 26, 2020. And that's part of it too. Everything's deliberate. A lot of it's out in the open, you know. So it says, recently there have been serious incidents and serious acts of violence linked to the criminal networks in which several people have been murdered and others seriously injured. In Stockholm, two people were murdered in the past week. And in Gothenburg, criminal groups have tried to demonstrate power by controlling vehicles entering certain districts. Well, you see that in the States now, too. Eh? Uh, uh, earlier in August, an innocent 12-year-old girl was murdered during a gang incident. In other parts of the country, there are conflicts between various criminal networks and other ruthless crime. As well, on Friday night, a violent riot also occurred in Malmo, where several police officers were injured. And it goes on and on and on. Two boys were raped as well, tortured, nearly buried alive. In a cemetery. Oh. And these are what they call humiliation crimes. They, 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 they uh, rape boys and then bury them up to their necks and so on. Eh? That's some that came out of, you know, different countries far away. <laughs> and it's meant to, to show the power of the, of the perpetrators and the gangs. And these are the milder cases, by the way. And the riot that took place in Malmo, August 28th, an estimated 300 people burned car tires, shot fireworks and threw stones at police. The riot occurred close to Rosengard, so-called vulnerable area publicly mainly by immigrants. Video footage posted to social media showed the rioters shouting, Allahu Akbar, and so on and so on. Mm-mm. Well, Sweden was socialist a long time ago, and partly maybe effeminized, like a lot of countries meaning that the, the, the men were literally trained from school onwards you know, as boys not to get involved in fights, don't fight back, to shut up, etc. And literally, this is, this, is, this is 20 years later, or 25 years later, here's the outcome of a lot of it. You know that too. We all know that. Of course we do. That was part of the agenda. <laughs> You're living through a long-term plan, eh? How do you get to this stage? Well, by the time we bring these people in, that'll cause the, and we give them the power to go ahead and do what they want, uh, will have fully eliminated any opposition in the mail. It's long-term strategies, folks. Wartime. They're war strategies, so we understand that. They're actually taught in military schools, long-term planning for long-term enemies, how to take them down. Australian health executives, politicians float travel bans, tax penalties for COVID vaccine refusers. I'll put some videos up too. You'll hear this head of the police uh, in, uh, was it Victor, was it Melbourne? I'll put it up regardless, it's on YouTube anyway, it's Australia. Laying down the law like like some real, you know, like martial law type. I call him, his name is Patton, so I call him General Patton. 
And uh, you should hear this guy. This this guy literally he'd fit, he'd fit right into <laughs> to the part because there's no question of anything about his authority and how he's, what he's going to uh, put into this into law. Well, it's actually into law, but he's going to really make it all happen and have no and be utterly ruthless with it all, etc., etc., etc. Amazing stuff. You get to see it. You enjoy it. I've got a few YouTubes I'll put up there, by the way. And um, Australian health executives, politicians float travel bans, tax penalties for COVID vaccine refusers. The second most senior medical officer said that denying those who refuse the coronavirus vaccine the ability to go into restaurants or to travel internationally and catch public transport will be discussed by the government. So here's to go step by step until you, you'll be forced to comply. You live in a democracy, but you've got no option, you see. Oh, we're not going to force you. You just have to stay at home all the time and starve to death. He says, I suspect the majority of Australians will get vaccinated and then there will be a strong public view that those who choose not to get vaccinated need to, uh, and there needs to be some sort of incentive stick perhaps, and stick, eh? okay, through the current programs, including num- no jab, no pay to make that happen. So they're not going to get a paycheck if you don't uh, comply. You know? Coatsworth said. Deputy Chief Medical Officer Dr. Nick Coatsworth. Whoa, 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 eh? And you talk about North Korea. Ah, ah, ah. <laughs> and then, of course, this uh, Prime Minister Scott Morrison in the previous 24 hours said this. Morrison first said that a coronavirus vaccine will be made as mandatory as you can possibly make it. Hmm. Before quickly walking back the comments, someone saying that the vaccine is not going to be compulsory that we can't hold someone down and make them take it. See, there's your, there's your thing in democracy. Let's make it impossible to live without it, what they, what they want you to do, right? We're not forcing you, you just can't go anywhere. Uh, uh, uh. It, this is totalitarianism and utter tyranny. And it's for the rest of your life, folks. This, is t- this COVID thing is an excuse for a whole reset pr- program from the World Economic Forum. For a total reset, not just of finances, but of a completely new way of living or existing, I would say existing. Also, a teacher worries parents will overhear what he's actually teaching their children in virtual classrooms. Now they've got them at home a lot and doing it on, on their computers, their schooling. And it says the Philadelphia Science Leadership Academy, this teacher, uh, Matthew R. K. It says he's, he's uh, been accused of trying to indoctrinate his students in left-wing thought. Well, they all get that total indoctrination. And it says K came to the public's attention Saturday when he posted viral tweets warning his followers that the virtual classrooms slated for the school season will allow potential spectators, including parents, to overhear what their children are learning. <sighs> Can't have that, eh? And so they've got things like equity, inclusion work, and, and uh, indoctrination of school children. And, you know, on gender identity, things like that, you know, on the encouragement that they get to to try all this new stuff, you see, that their parents are just too old-fashioned and contaminated to understand, contaminated with old ideas, you see, that standard Marxist philosophy. Wealthy New York City college student, 20 years old, among eight arrested for causing $100,000 worth of damage to businesses in Manhattan during the BLM rampage. Clara Kribber, 20 years old. Mm-mm-mm. So it's uh, yeah, it's a student at, at Rice, his daughter of Upper East Side architect, and so on. 
there you go. And I think her, I think her dad was a psychiatrist as well. Yeah. So there's the outcome of psychiatry and liberalism, and which is mainly Freudian liberalism, eh, for the same uh, progressive agenda. Eh? <laughs> really, folk don't know that either. Uh, total war for a long time, and the folk don't even know it's been a war, and it's still going on. And bipartisan Washington insiders revealed their plan for chaos if Trump wins the election, it says here. There you go. And then you got all the fires in, on the West Coast and in Oregon and, and all this kind of thing going on at the same time. Quite amazing, all the stuff that's happening at the same time. Remember, I keep thinking back, and it'll be, it'll be all conspiracy theory, because as folk have already mentioned it, some Antifa guys have been accused without the proof, they say, of starting fires. But that's what they're doing in the cities, for goodness sake. Huh? Standard uh, technique of, of the revolution is almost to say everyone on fire. They can look at the old, old stuff going back to the Bolsheviks and early in Russian revolution. You see them going through the streets, setting fire everything. That's the standard thing you do, terrify the people into submission. Right? That's what it's meant to. And to make them think there's no law and order, so that, so that when they present their leaders, you'll accept them dumbly with a question. That's how it's done. All been done before. It's all tried techniques. There's nothing new in it at all. And away they go, and the folk just don't quite get it, do they? Mm-mm-mm. And this one here is to do with... Oh, yeah, I mentioned before about when they did the 2019 WHO uh, Protected Together Vaccines Work Immunization Week, World Immunization Week. They tell you the three groups of people who are vital to ensuring everyone is protected against vaccine-preventable disease. Now, there's a video went up too, remember, where they actually mentioned amongst themselves, luckily a lot of folk copied it before it was pulled, where they actually admit all different doctors that took part in the panels and that, they didn't have much experience either in training of vaccines. They get, like, the last day in training is, like, you know, maybe half of it the day is given to vaccinations. They just take it for granted that all, it's all good and it works. And so, but they know very little about it. This, is, this goes on to, to this day, you know, the same training, where they don't know. But they're told to tell you it's all good for you. By whom? By the vaccine manufacturers. That's where it all comes from. So they go through this. This uh, this, this was a lineup getting you all ready for the coming vaccinations and World Immunization Week 2019. It doesn't give any data. It just tells you to convince the public to accept it is good for them. Blah blah blah. Very childlike little slogans and so on. But it doesn't go through. Here's how to explain and show them that it is good for you and how it really works. It's not there. They don't. They don't give you the facts, do they? It's just standard propaganda, like ever any other advertising, isn't it? And you're not treated like a human being, a sentient human being, by by given the fact, you know, informed consent. It's good for you, isn't good enough. I'm sorry. <laughs> there you go. So I've, I've rushed through all this stuff tonight again, or this today, but... It's been pouring rain, like like torrents of it, all this time as well. And this is the stuff, as I say, that generally would would come across, and even the Pacific, and hit the the West Coast. But there are certain things I noticed in the past, even back in the nineties, where suddenly you'd have a, a change in the in the stream, the jet stream, and it would go straight up the West, like a, like a straight line, vertical, straight up. 
it would hit um, uh, the shore of California pretty well, the, the coastline, and go straight up in a straight line up into British Columbia and then turn at a right angle and go right across the country. <laughs> you don't get that in nature, folks. You know, it just doesn't happen in straight lines. But it does now, you know, occasionally. But there you go. Uh, weather modification, eh? Hmm. Oh, it's a conspiracy theory. Well, well, here's all the all the stuff that I admitted soon. It's a program from universities and the, ca- the characters. Well, it's still a conspiracy theory. Yeah, yeah, there you go. They'd never do it. <laughs> They never use it, would they? Well, here I go, prattling on again as usual. But once again, don't don't give up, folks. You're gonna live through it, whether you like it or not. We're gonna live through this, and let's hope you will like getting through it. And it won't be a, if you just give up and say yes to everything to comply. You're done for as as far as a, any society. I don't care which country it is. You're completely done for the eradication of what used to be called the more advanced nations by a dominant minority that have nothing in common with you, that run it all. Really. That's actually what it is, worldwide. And they'll have their total world domination then, true rulers of the planet. And to get that to there, you must all comply to be wimps. And you've all been trained never to say no. And it's not polite. No is a bad word. It's a negative word, you see. Be positive. Always say yes. That's what the salesmen are taught to, to, to train you to say. It's a nice day. Yes. Oh, it's a beautiful sky. Yes. Oh, that's a lovely carpet you've got. Yes. He's a lovely machine. What do you think of that? Yeah. See, as soon as you start saying yes, you can't stop saying it, you see. So you've got to sit there and say no, no, no. And, and don't let people start sticking things into you. When, when they've already told you, uh, Bill Gates, what, 700,000 folk worldwide will probably die as a side effect to this thing. That's okay. That's acceptable. And then you go, how many folk are going to get crippled with it? Huh? And you probably won't die off the bat anyway. It won't, you won't die until you hit the natural coronavirus. And then your body will go into overdrive and your immune system will go into utter overdrive and it will kill you. That's quite common, by the way, you know. Certain vaccinations, the vaccine, and I won't even repeat them again ad nauseum, but I've given all the articles up there at cuttingthroughthematrix.com from their own sites, the professional sites, the manufacturer admitting, and even the government warning you certain times not to take the flu shot because if you, this particular virus that's out that year, if you've had the flu shot, your body will go into overdrive and kill you. Mm. That's not conspiracy. This is stuff from the from the governments. And Canada did it a few years ago. And the Department of Defence as well. All these articles are put up and lots of folk have grabbed it and put it all over the, the planet, all this information. It's, and it's good to see it going, you know. It really is. But as I say, don't give up. Uh, learn to say no. It's not a negative word at all. It's, it's called a, a self-survival mechanism by saying no. It's an important word to have. Can I take your food off you? No. Can I take your clothing off you? No. Etc. Etc. It's a natural response that you've been trained as a bad word. Who trained you? You think you not to, don't say no. Be, be nice and congenial. Okay, yeah, you okay, sure. Don't say that. Say no. No. Just like that. Practice it every day. Say at least 20 times a day. Yeah. To yourself even. 
and that's how you get started. Because you, you can't keep going. This is a, a, the biggest hoax in history. One of the biggest hoaxes in history. Other things have caused world wars, mind you, some of them. But this is a big hoax for total control over every, everything, everything in your life. Everything. And stop putting all your stuff up there and ticking off boxes, likes, dislikes to get yourself profile. Stop doing it. Have some, have some self-respect for yourself. Eh? Stop giving away all their data so they can analyze you and, and then they know exactly how to make you conform to anything that they want you to conform to. Sadly, cuttingthroughmatrix.com, send a few bucks my way, important. Help me take along, buy books and discs, and street donations are great. Because we're going, this is hell, this is hell, but it's history we're going through. It's real history. It's as big as any world war. Probably bigger, actually, because this one is for, literally, for the entire planet's controlled by a tiny few at the top. Lots of little circles and helpers and academia on board with it, but it's still really a, a minority, a dominant minority. And step by step, you've got to start regaining your self-respect. Start with your self-respect and then respect for other people who also say no and other folk who get offended by what's been done to them. Take care of yourselves and have a few friends at least. Not many, as I say, you won't get real true friends that'll stick by you. But even a couple is, is, is darn good. So for myself, Alan Watt from Ontario, Canada, where I'm getting all the, the rain that should be falling on the West Coast over yonder. I'm getting over here uh, in Ontario as the jet streams dumps all on me. It's, it's like torrential rain. It's, like, it's, it's very similar, actually, to... Um, tropics, you know, you, you get the tropics in the rainy season. This is when we get it up where I am, is this, this month. Until often you're walking in the mud, till it's all turned up, till the snow eventually sets in pretty soon. So for myself, Alan Watchman, to your candidates, good night. And may your God or your gods go with you.